Thank you for tuning in to season two of One Bourbon, One Movie, One Beer. This season, we are covering the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes. To fully appreciate our episodes, we definitely recommend that you've at least seen the movie we are about to talk about. Uh, yeah, we're three friends that love bourbon movies, especially Marvel, and beer. Uh, but please note that none of us are actual experts in any of these subjects. No, not experts, but we love all three, love talking about all three, and drinking two of them. <laughs> A lot. Mm-hmm. Also, this podcast will contain many spoilers and some adult content. Yep, that's still pretty fucking valid. Yeah, and if you enjoy these episodes, or if you don't, still leave us a five-star rating. Mm-hmm. You can also check out our website. It's one bourbon, one movie, one beer, <laughs> using the number one instead of the word one. There you can send us an email, stream any of our episodes, find links to Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or even chat with us live. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 22. I'm Whit. I am Paul. And I'm here. Where? I'm Ryan. Oh, Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) On this episode, talking about Captain Marvel. Yep. Mm -hmm. 2019 gym? Don't know if I'd go there. (laughs) No, it's a a thing. It's It's like a a class ring type of gym. (laughs) Yep. Everyone gets one. Looks good. Looks good. (laughs) Everybody gets one. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's interesting doing it in our little iron order, slightly adjusted. Yeah. Having it at this point in the Marvel universe. Right. I, well, when we discussed in that episode about the, how we're going to do the order, I remember or remember discussing the idea that I, I one of the merits of putting it here for me is that this feels like a Nick or Nick Fury origin story oh, yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. For sure. If this if Nick Fury's origin wasn't in this film, it'd be a lot harder for me to place it. I'd probably just put it right back where it was. Yeah. But like I like that it's his it's hers and it connects her, you know, call sign to the Avengers. So that's kind of it kind of fits to lead into the Avengers because that's kind of how it starts. Yeah. Yeah. The idea I, of having these characters start that way. I, I do like this movie a lot more <clears throat> now that WandaVision is coming out. So, beforehand, it was an okay movie. It's a Marvel movie for me. Now that WandaVision is helping it connect a now little bit Now that WandaVision more. is connecting some of the characters that I thought were really good characters. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, this is the first time I've watched it since then. Uh, no, that's not true. It's a little sad that they don't keep uh, <laughs> her mom... I know. In it at all. Like, she's... You hear, like, her voice here and there, but, like, she basically wakes up from her blip and her mom's gone and she's an adult and you saw her last as a child in this movie. Yeah. So you're like, yeah. I thought her mom was going to have a bigger Makes you role. wonder... They imply know. that she had a big-ass oh, yeah. role. Yeah, it makes you wonder line. how she's going to tie into, like, <clears throat> Captain Marvel 2. Yeah. That's probably mm-hmm. when they will yeah. somehow touch on, you know, where she's been and right. how S.W.O.R.D came into being because i mean the actress who played her in this film i think nailed it i think she does a great job as oh yeah her character mm-hmm. and then um i do like monica in wandavision oh yeah a lot. me too and i'm hoping they're gonna call her photon because specter doesn't sound right yeah <laughs> like photon, i mean just the thought like we're in there photon being her mom's plain name you're like yeah or mm-hmm. her nickname 
Right. There's no like, for me connection to Spectre. Yeah. And there's also like, I think there's a DC character named Spectre or something like that, whether that name is used multiple other ways. Mm-hmm. I, I think well, Photon's unique and kind of attaches to me like the idea of like photons and like her ability to absorb energy and identify energy and <clears> see <throat> things that way and see photons. Yeah. yeah. It makes more sense. But it's cool that we're doing this movie here, <coughs> like you were saying, because of the Nick Fury tie-in. Yeah. Before yeah. we have a movie that has a lot of Nick Fury in it with the Avengers. Um, right. But originally, if you listen, I mean, if you watch this in release order, it comes out, what, like, in between Infinity War and Endgame? Yeah. 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 And then if you watch it chronologically, then we technically should have already watched it. It would have yeah. been the second one. Yeah, yeah like right? the teaser, the <clears throat> end credits teaser for Infinity War is her coming back, wonder, wonder where the hell yeah. Fury's at. Yeah. And he also... Drops the drops the uses pager. The, the pager that she gives yep. in this film. I do remember seeing that scene and being like, but it oh, honestly though, shit. having rewatched it, it doesn't ruin that or change it. I'm like still imagining the order and the, that we we've, we've adjusted mm-hmm. it and seeing the pager and then having seen it later in watching if we had seen it, it first and then seen it afterwards in that thing. And I was like, oh, that's the same pager, cool mm-hmm. connection. Now it's like, yeah. what's this well, pager? You know, the first time you see it, in watching the theater, it in this order. Now that we have it, it allows the people that see that stinger at the end of Infinity War to know who she is and what's going right. on. Yeah, I get that. Because when we saw Infinity War, I started getting texts from friends that knew I liked these movies and stuff. They're like, who's on the other side of the page? Or who, what's that right. sign? What? And I was yeah. like, okay, like I get to have this conversation. <laughs> well, like, But now we have this movie... Which tells you everything you need to know about when you finally do see that pager. Which is what I like about... The way this viewing order does, well, the other does for us. The other side of that uh, confusion coin for a lot of younger audience members is what the fuck is a pager, right? Whereas (laughs) my generation's like, holy shit, a pager, which means oh shit, they're probably going to boo Captain Marvel in the '90s, which they did. That is a relevant piece of tech. Then having Nick Fury still having a pager connecting that to when he last saw her is a really good connection for me. But a lot of kids would be like, who's Captain Marvel? What is that? What the fuck is that gadget? You know, like, so I think it was, if you had seen this film and then seen that pager, the kids that are now would still not know what the hell it was, but they'd get it and then we'd link them to it. It wouldn't just, it wouldn't be like, it's a different reveal and connection. I think I liked how they did it, but I also don't think it's just another reason why this way that we're watching it is a great way to watch it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we all saw this movie together. Yeah. Yes, we did. But who wants to go first on their first impression of that viewing? Rock, paper, scissors. Do we point. want to continue with, <laughs> with the typical <laughs> order like, we're doing? We like to open it up, but we pretty much <clears throat> are doing it in an unscripted order where it's always me with Paul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually anchor like a lot of these. It is true. Paul's yeah. the elder. He always anchors. Yeah. But I mean, Paul was also. Growing up, especially in the nineties, yeah, this this before movie, us, the nineties so stuff, the maybe he should go. A first. lot of references hit super duper hard for me, mostly because it's the era of the nineties, like with all those music, the Nirvana and all that stuff. That's when I was really getting into the music, and I was really yeah. like, like, it's it's good. I was happy about this film for that exact reason. They picked like the nineties is a whole entire decade, but that's more like the mid to the end of the decade for yeah. me. Well, like, and, I was in high school in 1996, and, uh, and, like, I was really into all that music in 96, 97, because that's all when it came out. Like, if you were to 
say it was 1990, none of that shit would even be there. It'd be well, kind yeah, of there, it, but not really. And I was born in 88, so I did grow up in the 90s as well. But yeah. it's interesting, I think, to see especially how Paul's um, relationship with the 90s is versus mine. Yeah. Versus Ryan's. <laughs> yeah. Do you have yeah. one? Paul's like, <laughs> yeah, as I'm going into high school, yeah. hearing all this music, me, I'm like, me living them. I'm with- Memory, losing memory of the quarter sorta, and then Ryan like having to read books and watch movies. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, I'm like, I was in like second or third grade. No, I'm pretty sure that's where I was. <laughs> in what ninety six? Ninety six, eight, yeah, eight years you old. Ninety one, so it's about third. What grade. time did you get into second grade when you were five? That's amazing. It's amazing. No, I was saying ninety six, ninety seven. That would have yeah. been. Oh no, that would have been like first. You'd been like kindergarten. Yeah. No, first grade. Nice. They, that's a, actually a good question. They establish what actual year this takes place. Well, is it supposed to no. true crimes is that blockbuster with a big cutout. True lies. True lies. I mean, so if we find it out the year that came out, Schwarzenegger's head. <laughs> find out that year. It's the year well, after that. I was gonna say because it's a blockbuster <laughs> film to release. Still, to still be big enough to be <clears throat> a cutout. I want to say it's supposed to be like ninety-seven. Gosh, that seems about right because it'd be like kind of in the sweet spot for me. I miss Blockbuster. I mean, the Radio Shack and the Blockbuster combo. I know. Mm. Just beautiful. Uh oh. True Lies was 94. Ooh. <laughs> I watched this with RJ and he's like, Daddy, what's that? I'm like, that is where I have a ton of childhood memories. So yeah. many Every memories. Every single Friday night. Hmm. Let's go to Blockbuster. Let's see what there is. Especially if you had like the babysitter that like your grandparents came over there watching you like, we're going to go to Blockbuster. We're going to get two or three movies, maybe a video game. And just let you go do whatever you want. Yeah, man. <laughs> You're like, man. If you guys haven't seen the Netflix Blockbuster special thing. The last doing, Blockbuster. Black Blockbuster. You should watch it. It's awesome. Is that, isn't that like the one in, it's like Oregon? It's still yeah, open. Bend, Oregon. Yeah. Still there. It's uh, Airbnb. Yeah. It's barely there. But it's we should, there. We should go. We should go. <laughs> yeah. Anywho's a whizzle. To get back on track. Yeah. What Paul, are we talking do you want to go first? On first impressions? Since you usually have to go last? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. I feel like all of us are going to have a pretty quick first impression. But well, we were all there. Yeah. So We were all there. I'll speak for all of us. No, <laughs> no I actually, for me, again, we just kind of hit on most of my first impression was the 90s stuff. But the... Way that they um, did Fury, I think, was really good. Coulson, yeah. really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they stayed true to those characters, but I think they gave Fury a bit of a softer side and a bit of a goofier side that a couple times to me like felt out of place, where he's not yeah. as hardcore as he is everywhere yeah. else and intimidating. I like the bees. Yeah, make him rhyme. Yeah, like I can't eat toast if it's cut triangular. Like what? Like what kind he's of weird got a thing to soft say? spot for cats? Yeah. So, yeah, it's just... Nobody has a soft spot. But I remember... He does. Yeah. I remember, like, oh, they got to make her, like, really overpowered. And they definitely did. And then Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, Ronan, without eye makeup, not as scary. But... yeah. No blood (laughs) on the face. And they allude to a thing that I don't know if they're going to follow up with or not in the second one. Where he's like, what kind of comeback for her? But that didn't connect to anything ever because ronan continues on in guardians and then dies <laughs> so yeah there's Not no yet. references to her in guardians mm-hmm. at all i guess he's gonna come back and try and then go right back to where he was yeah because like it's weird knowing where his origins Story. in the mcu are and his guardians 
character. And then you see him brought back into this as this just like a, you know, a bombardier, basically. <laughs> you know, he's not really doing anything crazy like he did in that film. And then he alludes to him having to, like, he, they basically kind of tie him as a, a potential big bad for her. But, like, you yeah. know, he's not possibly going to because he's in between. Like, he's powered, but it, that version of her would just absolutely annihilate him. Like, there's no comparison. Yeah. So it, I don't just think like, it would be a good character to use bad. anywhere. So I remember thinking that after I left the film, like, I don't know why they did that. But I do like her character. I liked all the, the visual aspects of it. I liked the the way they interpreted the uh, <clears throat> intelli- Supreme Intelligence mm-hmm, decree. Mm-hmm. I liked the plot twist of them flipping the scrolls in the crease. Spoiler yeah. alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, we're going to spoil this. You should... Always be spoiler alerted. Um, it's in the intro. Sorry it's for in the intro. life. They it's in the intro. Yeah. It's in the outro sometime. Also, doesn't like, make sense to listen to this without whoops. watching the film ever. But anyway, uh, that's <laughs> you won't get any more references. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you made it this far, yeah. we've the, covered all this stuff in yeah, the first yeah. minute. The, yeah. the intro is very important. <laughs> but that is a big... But if you have seen this film, that is a humongous spoiler alert. Because... Yeah. In the comics, it's the other way. They're not really portraying the Skrulls as a hero character. Mm-hmm. But I really like the way they did it. Yeah. I'm actually kind of happy about that. Like, yeah. as much as like Jude Law, it's nice to flip him around and make him a villain. You know, he's always kind of a good guy, typically, or at least an anti-hero. But, like, but at the end of the day, I, I was fairly happy. I wasn't, like, mind-blown by this film. I did appreciate the fact that they give a female lead a strong character, like mm-hmm. one of the strongest powered characters in the in the lineup. And um, you know, I liked their arc. I think it was cool. Yeah. Do I think Brie Larson could have been a little more dimensional? Yes. Yeah. I would have been. I would happier for her. I liked her jokes, and those kind of were cool, like her her little quirks and stuff. But I also feel like they're other part of her is very bland. bland. Yeah. So that kind of bothers me that she's like a lead and then they let her go all the way through this film and they were like... She's by far the weakest good. part of this movie for me. And I think that's why I have a hard time with it. It's like, meh. It's it's a good movie. Like, I like it. But it's just yeah. kind of like, it's a little boring. <laughs> that's because she's a little boring. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's, Emily, Emily Blunt would have been way <laughs> better. Well, she's also... I support that 180. Emily Blunt would have been great. Way she's also playing a character that has no memories and has basically just been raised from that point of becoming Captain Marvel to be just like a robotic person on a team. So yeah. that's if that's a con, that's there, how I fix that in my head. Well, you're kind of I kind of see that because that's how uh, everyone uses her in the special group. Like she's obviously not a Kree and she's obviously not one of them but they pretend that she is and they're just using her as a weapon because they know that she's super strong and they have to hinder that Mm -hmm. but they also you know see a benefit to her being on their team because she does get her memories back the people that she they're trying to get rid of will use her you know and they're aware of that the whole time so I think it's kind of interesting because they do dull her a lot which Fits the narrative, but then it, yeah. when, it, when she's identifying it, that doesn't change much mm-hmm. as drastically as I think it should to make her more of a better received character. I don't know how to say yeah. it, but you know what I'm getting at. She doesn't become more exciting. 
Yeah. No, definitely not. She stays on Except the same for, notes. Yeah. Except for when she's like, you know, blowing up missiles and spaceships and shit at the end. You're like, wow, she's definitely lit up. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, wow. Literally. <laughs> yeah. She's booking now. <laughs> yeah. It also, I also remember this is, I'm going to probably bring it more detail in the con-ish area, but like, I remember like one of my first reactions at the end is like, all of a sudden she knows how to use every single fucking power. Like she doesn't even remember who the hell she is. And now she's like, yep. I don't need a mask in space and like I can just fly and do yep. shit. Like I think I would have been a little more hesitant flying from the earth to space despite powers. <laughs> well, she also did know that she had that mask and that thing seems to activate right, right when you start running out of oxygen. Yeah. Well, it doesn't Anytime. I don't even remember if she's wearing it at the end when she's with, uh, when she's escorting the ship. She's not wearing that mask. Her hair is just floating up and normal. It's not the mohawk. I think it activates no. before she takes off, but she's still floating in space without it. Does, it. That's it what I'm saying. Show, she's yeah, floating show in space. In, but it does show that... Um, oh, I'm about to sneeze in a second, I think. Do it. Let's <laughs> On the mic. Nope, right I, got it. I got it. Two, mm, I'm one. stronger than this. <laughs> um, no, but it does show when they're escaping that ship. And um, what's, his, what's his character's name? Um... Jude Law. What's his character's Mar- name? No, 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 it's um so, Ron Ron Swanson. Enron? No. no, it's <laughs> anyways. I when gotta look it up. When he's in that ship that's escaping. Escaping? Who the heck says that? You just escaping. <laughs> Escape. But she goes into space and then her little Yon Rog. Yon Rog. Not far off. No. Sort of got it backwards. Yeah. Well, they kept trying to make you think <laughs> but they that he show. was going to be Marvel. <clears throat> yeah, everyone yeah, thought he was going to be Marvel. They're sort of like sharing DNA. Yeah, and they kind of alluded to that into the film, which was a with plot twist. His like, blood. Yeah, yeah, my blood's in. You know, whatever. That's weird, though. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, it was my first. Did you, you were close. Crushed it. I basically ended that with that part. My first impression was good. I liked it. I just didn't think it was just blown away. To be. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I we watch it happily and enjoy all the parts that i do like about it there's enough of the the 90 stuff the jokes the new yeah. carrier the colson and again the scrolls like the good uh oh god we are really terrible remembering everyone's names in these films ben Nelson, <laughs> who plays talos i love talos oh he's great he doesn't need to have an australian accent that doesn't make any sense however i'm okay with it because i like yeah. his australian accent he i'm, a, I'm a fan of australian accent to begin with but i like his character is so I was actually like, did Taika like come in and give a couple lines in this? Because it felt like very his his character alone for me stuck out. Like it was he just made a bunch of gags that I was like, like when he, when he, he freaks out about the flirking and he and well, he's like drinking the soda like in the first scene and the, the whole scene where they're like talking house. to him about like transforming. He's like, I mean, you know, it takes a little bit of finesse. Yeah, I mean, dare we I all, say, we can all pretty skill. much do it. But. And somebody's like, can you do like can you be like a filing cabinet? He's like, why would I? Turn into a filing cabinet. <laughs> like, what the like, what about a cat? He's like, what's a cat? What's, what's a cat? cat? There's a flurkin right there. <laughs> yeah, the whole time. Well, yeah. I guess I'll go second, Ooh. as I usually do on first impressions. Ooh. We could have mixed it up. And or do you want me in. to anchor? I could. I don't care. Yeah, that's the problem. I doesn't give a shit. Whatever. Yeah, that's the problem. Too much of an awkward pause. Um, <laughs> I mean... Yes, my first impressions. We <laughs> saw this movie together. Guess I'm, that means uh, I'm angry. <laughs> it's, it's great. Um, <clears throat> first time around, I think 
I saw it in a different light. Like this was at the time where we just watched Endgame. No, Infinity War. Infinity War. One of the best movies in the franchise. Yeah. And you're just still feeling that wave of energy when you go into this movie. It's a yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that experience. Like so, it's a hard yeah. sell for me after the high of Infinity War. So when you watch the impression of Infinity War. When you watch that and the way it ends you come into this movie like, oh man, we're gonna find out how badass this chick is. Yeah, and you do, but all in all, she's somewhat of a boring character. Um, she does have an arc, uh, and I hate saying she's a boring character. She does have a lot of boring moments. Yeah. Um, and and Paul mentioned it over rewatches. The reason we're watching it at this point, this early on in the um, wa- yeah, the, the Iron Iron Order, Order, is to link Nick Fury into as we go into the Avengers. Yeah. And that's the big reason for watching it this early. And so when yeah. you think about it, this isn't my first impressions of it, but after rewatching it, it really becomes. And sets up Nick Fury, sets up S.H.I.E.L.D., sets up the Avengers. It does set up Captain Marvel and what she does for way later on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, I, I think the, the reason this movie is, in my mind, a little bit better than the Hulk and Thor are just mainly the... <laughs> uh, yeah. I agree with Salt you. and wounds. But it's I back really, you up on that. But Still fresh. The reason I... I will put it, not that I think it's better that I'm going to rank it over those, is because of the amount of importance of ideas or characters right. that this movie plays in the grand scheme of the entire universe. Yeah. yeah. So. I can see that. But. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. weird that the main, main character and the title character of this film is the low point. Yeah. But to me, there's enough other high points yeah. in other areas to keep there it is. a little higher than, like, than Thor, you know. Yep. So, all in all, I liked it. I still like it. I'll still rewatch it. It's not going to be one that I watch often. Um, like, there's four or five movies that I'll watch a billion times yeah. once a week because <laughs> I think they're great. But yeah, Into the Spider Verse is on repeat at home. I've taken a break since I watched it about a hundred times in <laughs> yeah. the first two months it came out. <laughs> you're like i'm finally have a break yeah i mean i did just watch it last week uh or a week two, two weeks ago yeah but <laughs> every other week not every week yep ragnarok is on the every week rotation yeah but it's on the batman forever rotation yeah <laughs> that's like an every day <laughs> in, just my mind, up, in my just mind in my mind palace my first thoughts and pass it over to you wit it's a good movie i like it it's critical for the marvel universe you have to you you don't have to but you really want this movie to set up who nick fury is who captain marvel is Uh, it's very beneficial it is very beneficial Yeah. yeah exactly that's a better word um so you really do want to have this movie there um but I just wish I had a lot more better things to say about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's good, but it's not one of the... There's not a lot of, that stands out to me as, this is phenomenal. Okay? Yeah. It's, and we'll talk it's, into that when we go to Oh, like a, we're going to get there. Yeah. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. 
I'm going to save that thought. So I get to anchor. I feel like a big boy. Yeah. <laughs> you can use it to take the top off your sippy cup now. Ooh. <laughs> so yeah, first impressions. I saw it with you guys, and Jared was actually there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I was very happy that this was a more upbeat movie after Infinity War. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was... It was good like we to take a break. Depressed after Infinity War. Yeah, it oh, was yeah. good to take a break Spoiler after they after they've like just had this crushing movie that's just like such a downer. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, well, hold on. If you haven't watched Infinity War by now, you're dead to me. First yeah. of all, yeah. <laughs> You've been dusted. I don't know who you are yet. <laughs> I don't Country care. Listen to this. I from? don't care about your feelings if we spoil something oh, for wow. you anymore. <laughs> Ooh. Shots yeah. fired. We're going to Mark Ruffalo this all the <laughs> But <day> no. <laughs> Infinity War ends and you're looking for a pick-me-up. And this movie comes out. And it was a little bit more upbeat. A little bit more fun. It's placed into the 90s. Yes. Um, <clears throat> which is an era we hadn't which played in yet. In the you ha- no. Yeah. You yeah. haven't seen it anywhere except for in the really weird X-Men timeline. <laughs> yeah. And they did a better job of it in this movie. Yeah, I don't even remember that. I get confused because I'm like, oh, didn't they like, oh, Apocalypse was the 80s and the Dark Phoenix Nightmare was the 90s. Just all blurring together. And there was no real, like, there was no real, like, blockbuster. There was no, like, landmark things in that film to remind me that it was the 90s, except for the fact that, oh, Apocalypse was in the 80s. Well, even the Apocalypse in the 80s is, like, I don't really know how we're placing it here. Yeah, but, I think they're okay. going to like a mall at one point, and it seems like they were in 80s clothes. It's the same, it's the same mall from know. Wonder Woman. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> you literally see her throwing her tiara in the background. You're like, oh, oh Apocalypse. Oh, I remember now. Her. I remember now. They said it. The setting was the time that Apocalypse touches an 80s style TV screen, and then basically she uses it like the internet. Ah. Yeah. That I, didn't make any fucking sense. Gotcha. That's how they're establishing it. <laughs> but no. <laughs> I was really excited for this movie to be in the 90s because I did grow up in the 90s as yeah. well. And my brother was earlier in the 80s. So yeah. all those things I grew up loving just because my brother loved them. We've talked about it a hundred times already. I mean, yeah. yeah. I was the only one born in the <laughs> 90s. So yeah. suck it. Suck it. <laughs> but um, yeah. I, I remember on in the 90s. I was born in it. I remember being... <laughs> <laughs> the Batman callback, love it. <laughs> I was born in it, molded by it. No, uh, I got to see this, and with you guys, it was fun. We got to talk about it in the parking lot, and which might have been one of the movies podcast. where a parking lot of talk conversations were like, we should podcast this shit. <laughs> I yep. think it probably was because we were gearing up for <laughs> yeah. like Endgame. Yeah. And Endgame hadn't even been named at this point, I don't think. We were still trying to figure it out with weird pictures. Yeah, we were like, what's Instagram? it going to be called? And, you know, so this was one of those movies that we got Everyone's to like, talk about. It's probably Endgame. We're like, it's not Endgame. It's no. Like, it's Endgame. Can't be. <laughs> they would do that. When I got yeah, done with did. it, I wasn't blown away by it. Um, but I was expecting her to have a bigger play into Endgame. Once yeah, I saw yeah. some of her powers, like when she phased like through <clears throat> the door, I was like, "Oh shit! They're gonna like send her into the quantum realm somehow. She's gonna go pull out Ant Man, and like all this stuff's gonna happen, and she's gonna be the reason that Endgame is like where it's at." 
No, I, mean, I had high expectations for I mean, that because I knew I knew enough that, about that but character. They, she did rescue Tony and Nebula, and that was good enough for me. I like. I mean, alert. she did do that, and then <laughs> blew up a ship, and then got punched in the face. But I, I was yeah, really expecting. I was expecting and then she, her. She used the power stone for that shit, so that yeah. was cheating. I wanted what? her to be super <laughs> instrumental in Endgame, and just because. I knew certain things about her power sets and possibilities that they could send her into that I was, yeah. I was just, the gears were going and I was like, okay, she's either going to be a major force in it or because she's so new, they're going to keep her a little bit on the shelf. Can I ask a crazy question? No. You it wouldn't make any sense on this podcast. <laughs> I know. Um <laughs> This is Pete Holmes. You made like, it weird. It's like the time I like went really into something, like thought too much, and then Ed's like, "I don't want to overthink this." I'm like, "I literally just did that." Like, I just did just that. that. <laughs> like, so, you're allowed. <laughs> here's the thing, and this is something that I've always thought through, and this will probably come up again in Endgame. When she says she's got to go to all these galaxies and help all these people, I'm like, is there really much you have to do? Just Half of people and things are this. gone now. Like, is There's there a really lot anything of galaxies you need to do? Missiles need punching. I don't think you. Yeah. Know the <laughs> scope of that. Do you really have to do anything? We'll it's find just... out in Captain Marvel two and three. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm just curious. Like that was one of those things that I always wonder when she says, "No, 100." percent I have to go help all these other places. I'm like, what like, are you everyone, doing? Everyone ever There's... after watching this film having recognize the fact that fury waits till infinity war to press the button on that thing <laughs> when we know what happened in Endgame, had like i mean to be fair and again i don't want to go deep in this because we're gonna go into these films but had they not sent a nuke at new york at ourselves effectively <laughs> like and iron man hadn't redirected it we would have lost new york that's a big fucking deal that's a, a we should get someone who could take out all these aliens <laughs> how about a superpowered hero. That was yeah. like, why? That wasn't a big deal. They're like, aliens. We have it under control. It's fine. Oh yeah. And then her, the, she just throws it off. Like they didn't have you. I'm like, mm, the first time mm. Thanos shows up, you're like, uh, should we call this chick now? Yeah. I don't know. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Anyway, who's a whistle? Sorry. No, it's a good. I mean, that's what we're here for, man. Oh yeah, I discussion. Know. I'm not really sorry. I'm just sorry to the fans <laughs> that I. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ed, we're sorry. Um, <laughs> super uh, fan but yeah wasn't super blown away by it i did enjoy it it's a good movie yeah. it's a good marvel movie but ultimately just like what we said with thor and incredible hulk you can use this as a flashback if you wanted to it you can either literally do it is a flashback well the way that we are using it in our iron order is we're building into the avengers right but you could literally watch this at any point in your viewing well, to and be, fair, be yeah. okay with it. The way they release it, it's perfectly fine. Yeah. Because we know those characters, the callbacks are all fit. It's a flashback and it explains a teaser trailer <laughs> effectively up until this point. Yeah. So, like, we were okay with seeing it the first time that way. I think it just makes more sense. And I think if Kevin Feige would, would probably be like, yeah, it makes sense. Here's, this is probably the best place I put it to. <laughs> <laughs> He's like... Because other, because really, after really like doing the math on it, it really doesn't fit either there or here. I don't think there's really any other place it kind of does go. Yeah, like maybe right after Avengers, maybe, but not really. I mean, no, I don't think so. If because you watch them you, chronologically, just to stay within the decades, maybe. I mean, but even that, it, it's 
it's a pretty big fish out of water in yeah. this universe. I mean, I it's... mean, to Paul's point, if you're gonna watch it at any point, this like where we're watching it now or where it was released, yeah, are the two best points. Mm-hmm. Where it was released sets up Captain Marvel and what she's going to do. But watching it here really set in the purpose we're watching it at this point sets for, up the whole is to set arc. up Nick Fury and mm-hmm. the yeah. Tesseract and and those things yeah. like the lead. To be honest, that's Avengers. a good point. It's the first time we see mm-hmm. if the first time the the <coughs> like Shield gets their hands. Yeah, well, technically not because of Captain America, but like re gets their hands on like what is this freaking Tesseract yeah. doing? Yeah, but but. Ultimately, first impressions. It was it was a fun time at the movies. I was ready for more Marvel. Yeah. It did not like make me go. Eh, wasn't good. Or, I, I got out and I was like, oh. I'm excited, you know, to see where we go from here. Yeah, yeah. And I got to see a lot of '90s nostalgia. So yeah, I was right. like, once you only- just crashed through that blockbuster and pulled out a Game Boy, <laughs> yeah. I was like. So Two right. thumbs up. So, <laughs> he sent it to Radio Shack for communications. I was like, uh, I've been to that store like a billion times in the 90s. My dad and I were tag. there every other day. Mm. So we got our batteries and our wires and shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, so should we do the bourbon before cons? Yeah. Let's just, let's just, let yeah. Let's do bourbon. We'll go to cons. Um, my new page doesn't have my perfect breakdown, so I've semi-guessing every time before going to cons. Nah, that's okay. <laughs> I'm like, I know it's around cons that we do birth. Let's talk through, right after con, yeah. Let's start through good stuff, go through bad stuff, and then I don't know where else we're going. And then go to our favorite stuff. Oh, well, there's not a whole lot of that. <laughs> yeah. Favorite stuff, bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Ryan brought us a, a new Jefferson's um, a rye, well, I believe. Just to tee this conversation up. Uh, put the tea in the ground. Put the tea in the ground, yep. Uh, we like bourbon here. And Wait. Do we? we do? Yeah, who'd have thunk it? <laughs> um, it's only the first. Was it an accident we put it as the first in our order of <laughs> what things we do? If you've been around for a while, you know that we like to try a lot of different things. Mm. So... We have what I would call a plethora of resources um, available right now uh, to choose from. But I still have this issue that every night we record, I've got to stop and see if there's... (laughs) And and I've used this language, and my wife hates it, I say. I just need to stop by to see if there's anything fun. (laughs) <laughs> right. See if I can find something fun. It's weird. I need, I need to weird. see if there's a bottle that catches I need to my find eye. Something. Yeah. Or... Well, that's kind of funny. So you say fun movie, he says fun bourbon, and I say fun cons. So I guess that makes sense. <laughs> so oh, yeah. we are now one bourbon, one movie, eighteen cons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so minimum of seventeen. <laughs> I was gonna say I might only have seventeen for this one. Uh... <laughs> Even in the movies that were like they're practically perfect, he's like. Well, I mean, I've the, mask, six. the mask didn't close perfectly over RDJ's <laughs> no, mustache. Because, look, this is, look, if it's not a double-digit con movie, it's good. Ooh, yeah. Practically perfect, you might say. Yeah. Even Mary Poppins has a few cons, trust me. I could find some. <laughs> yeah, there's anyway, some strings in there. Anyways, <laughs> um, 
So tonight we are drinking another Jefferson's. Is this a third Jefferson's we've had? Uh, no, I think we've only done Ocean, Ocean? on the podcast. Oh, but we, yeah, that was a. I know that a... at least we have tried the regular Jefferson's versus the Ocean. Have I let you do that before? I can't remember. Probably. Did we? No, you did on that one. You brought it out. Okay. That night. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you got Ocean. You said, I, I have know. Jefferson regular, and we brought that one. Yeah. We didn't feature it, per se. But we've all because, done that taste. Because test. Ocean was so freaking good that, uh, yeah, we didn't want to talk about <laughs> the other one. You kind of have to. Yeah. Well, but this is. <laughs> now we have a Jefferson's rye. And the reason I picked it is one, the only color on it is green. Yep. You got green and white are the accents. So green, Very favorite color, him. stands out. Marvely. Yep. Mm. Well, no, it's her suit like is red, mostly green gold. for most of the movie. <laughs> That's true. She wears a green. They changed that thing, suit. which is one of the cons that I'm going to have coming up. Oh, anyway, I knew it. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure we were texting about that at one was, point. This was a PC con, and I was like, I'm really proud of this, and Paul's going to really He's enjoy gonna this. Stand up and yep. cheer for you. Yeah. But yeah, Jefferson's so, straight rye. Yep. Finished in cognac. Cognac casks. Yeah. It. I didn't think it was going to have much of an element change, but it, it kind of does. I can kind of taste that. I mean, it's got that caskiness to it. I as may well. have had very cognac casky. once in my life before having this. Not that this is cognac, but I've had it once before, so I can't really tell you where that where like, flavor is. Where I'm tasting it. <laughs> Paul's but, like, I'm gonna Google it. He's like, cognac. Yep. Is well, yeah. <laughs> I should know the answer. Yeah, we should. Know I mean, this. it's. I do know that it's related to brandy, but right. But like when you taste this versus ah, the it's ocean, not just brandy, it's high quality brandy from France. Ooh, <clears throat> distilled in cognac in Western France. <laughs> Tasting notes are. Ding ding ding. Yeah, it just like reads the entire <laughs> article on cognac. Oh yeah. But no, um, but Hennessy, that's what everybody most pop. I drank a lot of that in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> trying, trying this though, um, rye's are usually not as sweet or caramelly as the other bourbons that we've been trying. Yeah. yeah. And this one has a pretty good level of sweetness to it. Yeah. I still, like, I'm starting to lean, I'm starting to get uh, leaning in those directions. I really like those caramelly ones a lot. I, I love a good caramel. Like, if you open it and it smells like a uh, caramel corn. Yeah. You're like, oh boy. Like that's What's that one? <laughs> Ocean was like the salted caramel. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was so but good. But this, like, it has a little bit more smokiness on the back end. Like, after, yeah. you've, so, t- after you've tasted it. This is what I love. And I don't think we've talked about it before. But Flaviar. And it's a subscription service that you can do. And it's cool. This we'll episode, about- not... Brought to you by Flavia. <laughs> Not a sponsor, but yeah, I wish they, they would. But it's cool. If you go on their app, they you can research this stuff, and you can click like the flavor profile. And it literally points out all of the main flavors. Mm-hmm. And this is really cool for me because once I drink something, it's hard to pull out the flavors because I'm not... What is it for... I don't know what it is for whiskeys, but like a sommelier for wine... I'm not one of those. So I'm not going to sit here and say it has all these notes. 
But I think it's a, I think it's whiskey a. I think it's a, <laughs> just kidding. It's not a whiskey. But going on here should and, be though, and it showing you the way the flavors hit you are really cool and and share with it. So, um, and then once I read it, I really start to feel and and pick up on the things that I'm tasting. So, I always to hmm. your point on that. It's cool to do that, but I do it after if I read it before. Yeah. Oh, I, the reason I say that is yeah, yeah. I was telling on an episode ago, I'm not going to bore everybody, but I took a wine tasting class and I did a lot of stuff in college where we tasted stuff. If anyone said their crap first, I got pissed because I was always like, ah, oh, I'm going to start thinking it tasted like grass. Oh, yeah. No. They said. No, I and then look doubt at it, myself. I look at know. it after I start tasting things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just so I can taste it for myself and then start to look and see and pick up on some of the things I'm getting here. Yeah. So. It's cool. So what does it say? It's yeah. good. Did you look it up? <laughs> Their list says good. Says great. Good. No, good, but right. super good. What, what, one of the things that was standing out to me is it has a lot of, or according to this, it has a lot of citrus notes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm feeling in an aftertaste. It's like, it's literally a rye. If you mix a rye with some like, lemon juice or some I was like, gonna say, citrus juices. When you said citrus, like most of us lean in orange, but this one's lemony to yeah. me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's a good point because it's distinctively different because lemon is typically more like pungent and sour mm-hmm. and you're thinking See, sweet orange the, when you like the a way, orange you drink. The way do. I'm tasting this, it's almost like when you squeeze the rind of an orange or a lemon, mm-hmm. it's like that taste. Yeah, the it's oils. not like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, the oils. It's, it's like coating the tongue. Yeah. yeah. It's not so much like biting the fruit. It's... The zest. Yeah, like that's where yeah. all the oils... And... Exactly, yeah. <clears throat> they do that a lot of uh, sauces for desserts. The mm-hmm. zest in it doesn't just go in it for color or like texture. It draws out a yep. lot of the citrus, like like the pungent... Like that pungent, but like, you know, like the savory notes of that fruit. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Rather Been than like there. the sugary parts and the juice. <laughs> Been there, done that. Yeah, but it does. <laughs> just, I'm, I'm talking to Ryan. You know, yeah. Fruit. Yeah, 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 this dude yeah, knows what I'm talking yeah, yeah. about. <laughs> I have no idea what. But he's yeah, talking about. that was actually a, a surprise to me because I wasn't going to culinary school to be a pastry chef, but I took pastry courses because it's mm-hmm. required. And one of those classes, it uh, was amazing. The chef was she opened my eyes to a lot of dessert things because it was very savory angled. Try to make desserts with savory things, among mm-hmm. other things. Yeah, nice. But uh, <laughs> no, like, I don't know. But. Uh, but I remember having a, a sauce uh, that I was trying to make, and it resist. didn't land right. And she was like, "Hey, try this." And she put some. She said, "Put some orange zest in it, and then like let it bloom for a few minutes." Huh. And then I came back to it, and I was like, "You son of a bitch!" And it just keeps taking on flavor. It does yeah. as that zest sits. That in is there. one thing yeah. that I've learned. Is it's a gift that gives for like a while. Adding to like a red sauce, adding some citrus to a red sauce, yeah, is so good. Caleb. Yeah. Kayla did it just the other day, and I think you can bleep out names if we really need to bleep out names. If you throw in a last name, we'll bleep it out. It's my Otherwise, last name. it's going to be a... <laughs> <laughs> gonna bleep, the, bleep the crap um, out of your last name, pal. But she made a red sauce for some pasta, and yeah, when I had it, I was like, this is so different. What did you do? And she incorporated some lemon into it. Yeah. It was delicious. Mm-hmm. But, Very good. Mm-hmm. But this mm-hmm. is a bourbon. Is a bourbon? It's not a red sauce, but it's it's a rye. It's a rye bourbon, and typically they're not as sweet. But I think you're right; they have that citrus in there to 
mm-hmm. kind of pull you back over to that flavor. Yeah, it's um, not definitely on the rye shelf for me. It's like in the between. It doesn't get smoky until after you've finished your sip. Yeah. Because some of them have hit pretty quickly on the smokiness, but this it's is... It's a nice smoke, like, like landing on your tongue for a little while aftertaste. It's not like a abrasive or yeah. harsh. It's mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. But I'm trying to place the cognac. Um, I, <laughs> I like Ryan. The aftertaste, too. <clears throat> I like Man. Ryan have not had a whole lot of cognac. It's... I was going to say, before I was doing that little cognac thing, the Hennessy, I brought up Hennessy because that is the taste that I taste. Mm-hmm. Of, of cognacs, I've either had shitty cooking ones in kitchens yeah. that are like, you know, right yeah. next to the finest, like, you know, France's finest brandy. If you got to say finest, it ain't the finest. Yeah. But like, <laughs> uh, typically you use cooking stuff as like, it's all right, but you're not going to use the high-end shelf stuff because... You're just going to burn it off and make it yeah. blend into some if other shit. If you work at a restaurant and you're using alcohol in the food, don't go buy that to go party. Yeah. It's not party booze. <laughs> yeah. It's going Especially not to... my current job because we have like cooking wine with like salt that's in the, it. That's it's the stuff you like... take to a party and you get sick. Oh, yeah. yeah. It gives you the worst hangover. Sick. <laughs> you're sick. The I mean, next honestly, <laughs> honestly, it's pretty caliber for most college parties, but let's be, I mean, I, when they're Ice House and like, you know, Natty Ice is in it's, it's yeah. a beer pong it's table. It's like Castillo it's the same page. rum. You're yeah. Like, mm. But that, what I was going to get is uh, I spent a decent amount of time in Philly, like three months in Philly, and I went out a couple times with one of my really good buddies, James, and he would always buy me Hennessy. And I, at the time, had been drinking a ton of Jack. So I was like, hey, we're trading off shots of, you know, whatever. And he was like, I'm like, hey, the bartender's like, oh, Paul's, Paul's drinking Jack now. So she slipped him a... A jack from me and he was like oh crap i can't drink this i'm like how like i feel like Hennessy's way different and stronger like it's just yeah. not stronger but it's like a way of a harsher flavor and that is where like there's a mix of that smoke that lands and then like there's a little bit of it in the back note where i can specifically taste the cone everything i don't feels, taste it in the front though you know everything feels really blended on it mm-hmm. it's not like anything's hitting yeah. you all at once it's all layered really nicely yeah it's really well put together getting some good thumbs up for jefferson stuff thumbs ups (laughs) ain't fucking around got six thumbs up two 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 yeah (laughs) yay (laughs) i was like wait you only have two oh there's others in this room i was counting (laughs) all the thumbs in the room If well, Jared was, was here, there'd be eight. I was also thinking that, like, so or far we've seven. We've sampled, you know, three Je- Jeffersons. So the, there were like two for each of them. You were saying, and then I was yep. like, "Wait, he's talking about us." <laughs> but no, it's good. I mean, that it's definitely not on the same level as the Ocean, but it is elevated from their regular Jeffersons. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's more of a land version. Yes. Yeah. Uh. 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 All right, since this is so good, let's go to what was so bad. <laughs> oh, right, with the segue. <laughs> All right, well, since I already <laughs> said I would lead it off. Yeah, Ryan's ready. He's like, the 90s Do it. sucked. Me Here we go. Get... No. <laughs> <laughs> I've been like 90s. thinking of a lot, so maybe like, I should still like this Blockbuster <laughs> radio. I freaking love Blockbuster. <laughs> I would love to go back. Take um, us back to the 90s, Ryan. With your con list. All right. Well, let's just go down the list. Um, the amount of time the cockpit joke was made is Ooh. really annoying. That was a bad one. Um, 
No one notices four aliens walking out of the ocean. It's just 90s, bro. Happens four, all the time. Four green dudes just chilling out of the ocean Dude. in full like jackets, pants, boots. Listen, they were no making one, they were the like, turtle movies at that they point. They were a good 50 feet away from everyone, so it's obvious no one saw that. <laughs> they were making the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. It also yeah. didn't like a, That's normal. apply how they landed. Like, did they just fall? Yeah. Exactly. I didn't see their well, actual um, landing. The same spot that Batman takes the nuke over in Batman, like Dark Knight Rises. Right. They just went down in there and then they swam to shore like an orca whale. <laughs> yeah, right. They got beached and then they were like, "Now oh, let's transform. We're good." <laughs> I did like that they both picked that one surfer girl and he's like, "Already taken." Like, we're already. Going. This already one's taken. Sate's taken. <laughs> um, and so. I usually write my cons in order of how I'm watching this movie. I do that. You're going to notice there's a big gap of time, and that's just because the gap is filled with a lot of Brie Larson being boring. Um, so that's going to be the con for that gap. Oh, gap time. is just, yeah, yep. nice. Um, Live coverage. So, Monica Rambo, <laughs> the fact that this girl can literally just start using alien technology and understand exactly how to change the colors on uh we're not both thinking this i guarantee you same the same thing i'm thinking you just said there's gonna go in the order of the movie and then you're like i feel like you skipped to the end of the movie just now i did i did so wait wait, hold on your first con in the beginning was them showing up on the beach and then your next con is her being boring and then they just pick up in order, yeah, with the suit. Okay, just to be clear, yeah, not, okay, I yeah. Just wanna... Like I said, that's why I prefaced with "There's a big gap." <laughs> we just then... thought like you were prefacing your next. They're gonna go fuck a couple cons, and then there's a gap, and then more. I, was just I didn't like, realize we were going right to the end. That's amazing. Wait a minute. <laughs> and then you just goes, go to it. When was Monica in? She's and not then, till later. And then yeah. I was trying to think of like exactly which technology she was using. I was like, okay, oh, the suit. Yeah, that's right. a lot of cons for a lot of people. Yeah. Like, there's to be there's fair some... to be fair the only thing i justify that is the color thing just looks like like photo fucking photoshop's color paint with a bunch of like colored dots she's, she's just literally just, like, yeah, but and just, she's just like oh yeah <coughs> oh yeah oh yeah cool yeah that just it, it was annoying um, if there were like alien words she was identifying and pressing buttons oh, for that no. would be different well here's some things that i feel like are sprinkled throughout the entire movie a little too much right i feel like the there is some good lighthearted humor, but I feel like there's too much throughout the movie. They tr- yep. they try a little hard. Um, too I know many forced. Too, jokes. Yeah, there's, there's a lot a, of it's forced. There's a there's a couple. Yeah, there's a lot of really good ones. There are, but you're right. They pepper in some unnecessary um, forced jammed in. I know. Ones. Whit mentioned it earlier, or no, Paul? I think you said it about Nick Fury and his character. That yeah, I feel like he's more comic relief than. The typical. It also feels like he's trying too badass. hard to be that way. Like he's not yeah. normally like that. Maybe he's like acting that way for her. There was only but one. It, I couldn't tell if that was really his game, and it never ended up yeah. being revealed which direction it was going in. So there was really only one scene in the movie. You know what I mean? It was stuck in his Jurassic Park Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, place. it was kind of like that, except for he doesn't have a cigarette bouncing around his lip, bottom lip. <laughs> Could I have. feel like the only scene in the movie that he's acting like the typical Nick Fury that we've seen is when he goes to the gate and he's saying, "My name's Fury." Mom calls me Fury. That was such a Dad, fun scene. I love that scene, yeah. but I feel like that's the only part where 
we're getting glimpses of who we see in the future. And that scene makes every scene with Maria Hill afterwards and before very fucking confusing because she calls him Nick all the fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, has Maria always been a fucking scroll? Are they still? There's scroll- an entire yeah. like like. Eric Voss spent an entire fucking episode in this based on that line because he's like, holy shit, like, like, who is Maria Hill? Because she's, is she the only one who gets away with not calling him Fury? Where does she yeah. come from? She even does it right but, when they, she goes. the snap, right? The snap There's she does it. There's a reason Nick. why. And then you pass out. There's a reason. Well, well, well. Uh, Apparently well, Ryan knows some shit we don't. Okay, well. Buckle up. <laughs> Just a couple more. We'll hold on to that one for the future. When they get to the, oh, I was really close there. Uh, when they get to the um, what are the the scroll ship or Marvel's lab, couldn't they just turn the cloaking back on? Mm-hmm. Did it? You would think. Did they not? No, they didn't. <laughs> no, they didn't. No. They just left it did, hovering. Why else did they find each other or <laughs> the others find them? Um, <coughs> oh, this one bothered me a lot. How does? Brie Larson, like, how does her character just know it's called the Tesseract? In her uh, notes. I'm pretty sure she They mentioned in that notes. in the notes while she's reading them. They're like, oh, they called this the Tesseract. Like, she, Oh, in Marvel's notes. I don't remember if her... I can't remember if it's her line or, or, or Fury's line, because they were looking at the notes, I think, when and looking at crap from her files, too. Well, there. he... Uh, Fury basically says, like, because she's crazy. Yeah. She's and then crazy. Yeah. she starts reading it. And those and are all Cree. Understands the Cree writing. Yeah. And then she says she was studying something and she, like, flips a page up and goes, she called it the Tesseract here. Okay. Yeah. So that's yeah. what she did. I missed that part this time. However, um, everyone right. else. I thought seems the mother boxes had those bumpy boxes on them in that other episode. <laughs> yeah. But I, it just kind of threw me that she just automatically knows, like, Oh, this is what it's called. This is what it's got to be. But then even to that point, it's like... She didn't tell everyone else. She yeah. only told Fury. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> eventually they're all like, you hold on to the Tesseract. No, you hold on to the Tesseract. Yeah. I'm not going to touch the Tesseract. Yeah, it was yeah. just very... We all knew what it's called at that point, yeah. Yeah. Um, the last one, and I have to throw a CG icon in here. This is just me. Do it. Um... When she it's when she first starts flying, when she first realizes she can fly, that sky like when she's like skydiving and just falling in the sky, it just looks so bad. Now, it would is you so say clearly it looks the same or worse as Wonder Woman eighty four? <sighs> I mean, she should have <laughs> contacted Aquaman about skydiving. Yeah, he knows how to do it. <laughs> yeah, because he's clearly An skydiving. Expert. But sky, underwater and Aquaman out of the sky. Well, no, but the crazy thing is, diver. is they even <laughs> they Fuck. even do like close up zoom ins on her face, and you're like, oh yeah, that's a computer. Yeah. But I think that that took me out of the movie for a minute when I saw that. I'm like, eh, I don't like this too much. Yeah, and it's fine when she's in space when she's doing that in space because everything is that way. She's in space, but when you have her against like a pretty much a realistic background, it just didn't look well. Yeah, for me, mm. trying to overlay that over yeah. the real stuff. Yeah, photoshopped it a little bit for you. Yeah, we're yeah. not gonna have any CGI like engineer fans. You know, like these computer guys are gonna be like, 
Yeah, everyone's cool on your show, but Ryan fucking hates us. <laughs> oh, no. We'll bring Here's one on as a guest, be like, I worked that would on be that actually, shot. You know, that would be an incredible episode if we get somebody who actually does CGI and then comes in here and defends everything Ryan has nitpicked. <laughs> All right, Ryan. You have no fucking clue how many so, hours. Here's the thing. I Throw love the, down, just... the sesame seed alone in Justice League. <laughs> 72 hours oh, God, straight. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get that thing to pause. Yeah, it's spun too many times. Look, I love... I love CGI, and I think it's really cool. I just don't like it when it's not done well. You know what it um, is? It's more like, well, the reason you bring them up is very founded, I think. I'm, I make a crack about it, but the idea is it takes you out of the moment yeah. of the film. If you're yeah. like, oh, it looks like she's not really there, you're not really there. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of mm-hmm. the point. Like, we give a lot of credit or, like, a lot of, like, all right, this was 1990-whatever when it was made. Uh, it's oh, yeah. Okay. You know, Batman Forever's helicopters, for example. But, uh... <laughs> sorry. Batman Forever. <laughs> sorry. You what, didn't even give them... You, say? you wouldn't even... You're like, even for now. Even for 80, 90... <laughs> for, this sucked. But... <clears throat> but at the end of the day, it's 2019. There should be zero excuse yeah. for that shit. Especially when they've... Like, there was barely any of that... I mean, there was some, but barely any of that in Infinity War. Not to that caliber, where it was that obvious in yeah. that regard. And the crazy thing is, I... So, I've gotten hooked on this channel on YouTube where it's visual effects artists look at scenes in movies and break it down, how it's done, if it's good, oh, yeah. and things like that. I think it's so cool. Mm-hmm. And they even had um, one of the guys from Weta Digital on there who... They worked on Endgame. Yeah. Well, they've worked on a handful of Marvel movies, but they, they help out with Justice League too. They were like the, the dudes that did Justice all the stuff for Justice, or at League. least for Zack Snyder's Justice. League. But just looking they spent at the, a lot of time making it black and white. But it's so cool looking at the final <laughs> battle. Just thinking through like the right. amount of there's like three different studios who all worked on aspects of the final battle in Endgame. Yeah, and. That's incredible I, to coordinate. It that is shit. incredible. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. And, and I, the and names, so, the list of names went on for like forty-five fucking minutes. I know. <laughs> yeah, Imagine they're like, like, "We're gonna put your name in the credits." You're like, "Sweet, where the fuck is it?" So, <laughs> I don't even know on, where I am. It's actually on one of those little slabs. They didn't even do it in San Francisco. <laughs> did it at random? <laughs> fuck everybody up. I'm saying all this to say, visual effects artists, I respect what you do. Nice. Come Save. on. The show. Good save. <laughs> but when you don't do it well, I will call it you takes on your me shit. out of the movie, <laughs> and I'm going to call you out. Then nice. don't come <laughs> on the show. No, please do come on the show. <laughs> so that Ryan doesn't have to be like, I'm sorry, it was hard. No. Right. If you come on the show, I'm probably going to want to hang out with you and learn how to do your job. <laughs> yeah. Because like, I... I love visual effects that right. much. I think they're so cool. Well, that's and why I've you're had, critical, yeah, because like, they're the thing you like a lot. Yeah. And they fuck it up. You're like, nah. <laughs> Ryan's like, not in my any house. special uh-uh. effects, he's like, can you explain to me the bat pod on the building in Dark Knight? I just need you to fix it so that I can be okay with it. <laughs> the what? The bat pod CGI, like running up the building and then flipping, going the other way. The motorcycle. Oh, yeah. Your con from yeah. Dark Knight. <laughs> I to be one. fair, I forget well, when it's you called say, the Bat Pod. When you say Bat Pod, I'm like Bat Cycle. Just call it a freaking motorcycle. It's got yeah. two wheels. It's a motorcycle. Yeah. It's not 
like any motorcycle we've ever Alfred seen. Alfred named it. I don't give yeah. a name. The bat it's a. Is it, will you be taking the bat pod, sir? To be fair, <laughs> we just watched the film recently where the names and the vehicles don't line up at all with anything. There's a night crawler yeah. that a looks like crawler? a crab and a flying fox that looks like a, a whale, whale shark. Yes. So in who the gives a fuck? past <laughs> of this future the, episode. Make sure you listen to Justice League. I don't even know what to, to call Nolan's. Like, I like that thing. It's cool. But what the fuck is it? It's called a bat Fly- pod. No, no, no. The flying, not the the bat wing. It's called it's not the a wing. bat. The bat. The bat. It had it a looks like long a box. Bruce Wayne Enterprise, <laughs> whatever number. He goes, but I just call it the bat. Right. They yeah. called it the bat. That was uh, Lucius, though. That was Lucius. <coughs> I didn't say that Lucius called the thing the bat. I, Alfred I called the motorcycle the bat pod. Because it has a skate pod on the car. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> Any woozle woozle. Any are we talking about Captain Marvel CGI? Was that your... What are, do you have any other ones? Cons? He's not to 17 yet, so he hasn't caught up to you. Mm. Oh, oh, there's no chance I'm catching him. I <laughs> One movie I might... I mean, if I really wanted to be critical of Batman Forever, I probably could have gotten to 17. Yeah. But I, I even think you were like, I held back because I'm sure Paul had a bunch of these. <laughs> well, one, I held back because Paul had a lot. And two, because I didn't want to hurt with feelings. <laughs> when we recorded yeah, right. it, when we recorded it, Ryan was <laughs> like, no. Realized, I just it. <laughs> Ryan was like, I just Thanksgiving. an hour of hearing him defend him. <laughs> Ryan's like, Thanksgiving's <laughs> oh, coming up. Oh, I did. I got to spend know. time. I gotta spend more time with Wit. Holidays are coming up. <laughs> yeah, that's really what I do it for. I spend a lot of time, like you know, pull all these cons and let him defend them. So we just, you know, have our time together. <laughs> it's our fun Friday night thing. It's cathartic. I don't have to think about work or life. Just ruining movies and watching him try to defend him. <clears throat> yes, that's all I got. That was, a, that was almost a yawn on the mic. Yeah. No. I'm a professional. I know what I'm that doing. That was the most yeah. silent yawn I've ever seen. <laughs> Ryan was like, mouth. I'm up a professional. To the mic. Rever- re- rewind 15 minutes where he's like, I might sneeze. I can't tell if I'm going to sneeze. I might sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cons. Give the people what Paul, they want. Do you want to go or do you want to anchor as usual in I'm this section? I'm still trying to like, organize the order of mine in my brain because I didn't write anything down this time like an idiot. No, Paul's um, like, I got this. I don't need to write it down. Yeah, I write down what? like two or three words you here and there, and then I'm like, all right. I still have a couple that I, there. I'm like trying to go with an order of the film, and I, I'm not all the way through yet. I'm sure there's some at the end. I want to hear what you have to say first. All right. <laughs> so, I have three cons. Only one of them is a legitimate good one. Sounds the first right. one <laughs> is pretty generic. CGI. Like Ryan was saying, um, especially Coulson, mm-hmm. I don't know why they had to try and de-age him so much. He mm-hmm. doesn't seem to be super old. I feel like in the, the hair first was enough. Iron Man, the hair. He yeah, give him a wig. Doesn't really age at all. Give him a anyway. wig. He's maybe like do the thing that they used to do with uh, like pulling the hair back. <laughs> yeah. That was like the old de-aging. It was like, all right, we're gonna put this thing in your hair. We're gonna pull your face back and then we're just gonna put a wig over it yeah now you're younger yay right <laughs> that's the like john voight version oh. <laughs> like, nice. we'll cover it with a little bit of makeup it'll be fine um but Not his fine. his de-aging it didn't seem super necessary 
it didn't look terrible, but there were certain times where it was just way off. That might have been when he was the scroll, though. It made sense when he was a scroll. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's a good point. <laughs> it made but no, sense when he was a scroll. It made sense, yeah. <laughs> really, anytime I saw him, like it did not bother me on the first watch, just because I was in it. But on yeah. the rewatch, I was definitely like, eh, it's a little off. Right. Um, Sam Action definitely... <laughs> Sam Action. Samuel Jackson definitely runs as he's older than his characters in the movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he like starts running when he's like, my bad. <laughs> you're like, you're, you, you should be able to run a little bit better than that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Still, You've got two he's guys. also been in a fight and everything, so maybe he could have been limping after fighting an alien. Who knows? Right. Yeah, I mean, he did get thrown into a cabinet. And that mm-hmm. kick, every 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 single time I see that fight scene, I see him pick him up and then like <clears throat> knee him into the cabinets. <clears throat> and every good, single time I go, that's a good move. Ooh, that looks so good. That's when you're like, <laughs> I really want to like Talos now. I know. That's a good, I, good that's, that's the exact point where I'm like, cage. I'm kind of rooting for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is like. The first time I've actually liked Ben Mendelsohn, like his, he's a good villain. He's always the bad guy in like oh, yeah, every film. Always, yeah. And at that point, I had that moment where I was like, ah, oh, kind of. I was I like, he's like pretty him. awesome. Yeah. Um, my major con though that I think Paul might be a little bit proud of this one. Uh oh. Where does her suit go when she's not wearing it? Uh, like she just puts on clothes from the '90s, and suddenly her suit is it, gone. It's a it's a Black Panther thing. I feel like you can take it off, or at least put it in a wrist. Like on the her left wrist is kind of like controls all I that mean, shit. I mean, they do no, not show like you up. in any way, shape, or form where those suits come from. I think they showed something of that nature in like a um, first look or something, or like a teaser trailer, but. Especially in the movie. Yeah. Every time I watch it, I go, where's her suit? Like, where did it go? I get that parts of it are kind of nanotech-y. I feel like she should be able to take off the suit. Like, they don't have to show that. Yeah. No. Where but I don't, carrying it? When she's but I don't know where it goes. Because she takes, she takes the jacket off and she has short sleeves on. There's no, like, armband or anything. Yeah. When she, just, well, when she oh, you're has, talking about the scene when she has the... She's wearing, like, the pants and the... She's wearing a nine-inch nails t-shirt... Yeah, and like has a jacket tied around her waist, yeah. and it incredibly nineties. Yes, <laughs> like well, where's the, the suit um, go? Is it on a Livestrong bracelet that she when put in she, her pocket? <laughs> when she was on the scroll ship, she did not have her boots on, and so her boots are her separate, separate from the clearly. Thing. Yeah, so, so where's the rest of the suit? Go? <laughs> also, very the, odd when like in the, the storage like, of the motorcycle, and her boots are like bulky as fuck. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't figure it out. It's like s- snake boots. Well, they're almost. I almost sort of when I'm. I'm now you say that I almost kind of connected to kind of like how the tech for the Spidey suit is. Remember, like when he puts it on the alley and it's all baggy and he goes boop and like sucks up to his like body. So you're form. saying Tony Stark made her suit? I'm just saying it's, it's probably a Cree tech that's very similar and like in that regard. I also agree that it's very distracting and confusing. I just don't know where it goes. Nope. I want to see a satchel or 
a backpack no, or something. I could. I would a defend fanny pack, it because it's fanny the fucking nineties. <laughs> I would defend fanny it pack would be great. A neon green fanny pack. It should have been. I want to see the backpack the one. from Home Alone Two. <laughs> the khaki yes. backpack. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know where that went, man. That's a good call. Very distracting. But yeah, those, those are my main like popping mm-hmm. out at me cons. Like yeah. other stuff that is sprinkled in there like you were saying a little bit about the acting i remember seeing that ronda rousey would have been a possible captain marvel and i was like i could i could still it based on what we got with her being kind of robotic and bland i was like i still think brie larson did better than that i was like ronda rousey could have been intimidating and punch a bunch of people and deliver some lines ronda rousey just standing there is intimidating but i've seen her act and it is not Right, good. it is not good. So like, like I she re- wouldn't even like Brie Larson pulled off some of the jokes, right? The Rada would not have pulled off. But I remember seeing, I remember seeing <laughs> somebody like have that mock up and being like, ah, yeah, like a I fan, could be okay like with fan that. artwork, like a fan. But fiction. it won't be, it won't be a good movie. No, if it would be a fun little, it's a fun fan cast, fan cast, but it's not going to be a great movie, right? You know, and. I do it's remember. Like, oh, Tom Cruise Iron Man. He looks kind of no, cool. He could probably thanks. pull off the cool, but could he pull off all of the other shit? Not at all. But I, I do remember getting done with the movie and being like, that script could have been okay with a Ronda Rousey being in it. Like, she would have yeah. said the lines, they would not have landed. So then they cast somebody that can land those lines, mm-hmm. and it improves it but it doesn't sl- it doesn't make it, it go feels into like the pendulum like, swung in yeah. the other direction yeah it doesn't send it into the next tier I will give you this. of marvel movies without like the majority of the film i'm not like intimidated by brie larson as her you know what i mean like i don't mm-hmm. like without her powers she's not very frightening or intimidating or scary or a threat per se uh mm-hmm. Then she gets powers and uses them all the time. And then you're like, well, yeah, there's fucking superpowers. Yeah, threat, threading. She can blow up shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. But like when she first, like, for Alex. example, Fury has this exame rea- reaction in the film itself, right? Like he first sees her and she's like talking about stuff and they're like talking past each other about tech and whatever. And then he doesn't realize until she fucking photon blasts that dude off the roof. And he's like, did you see her weapon? Like, that's the moment he's like, oh, shit. But up until then, he's like. Girl in a weird outfit, like a biker outfit. Like he doesn't <laughs> dressed has for a any, laser. Tag. Even after speaking with her, he still thinks she's a nutcase, and uh, he has to see that physically to like believe it. You know. Yeah. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Like Rhonda would have been a more physically imposing and more powerful character. But then the acting could have been off. Apart. Like so, a hybrid of the two would have been good. Which I don't is know who's hard to is. find. I don't know who that is right now. Honestly, don't know. Well, but I mean, they're going to give the actress just Monica Rambeau Photon sort of that same power concept. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Feelings. I mean, she's pretty good, but I just like she has some little bit of range. Yeah, but we'll see when she gets more. Like they just kind of touched on her character. They didn't really get to see her full, full bore strength and power yeah. set yet. It'll it'll be interesting to see how the WandaVision and. Falcon and the Winter Soldier and yeah. all these Disney Plus properties, yeah, play into the next movies. Me too. I'm I'm really psyched about that. Oh yeah. Well, I'm yeah. really psyched to hear all of your cons. Yes, let's get into them. Paul I mean, honestly, <laughs> I 
to apologize to the if there's any listeners that like enjoy this con section. I did not prepare for this one as well as I normally do. Ed, uh, Jared, <laughs> Tyler. <we're> sorry, <laughs> Doctor Tyler. Doctor Tyler would be like, "Damn it, Paul, you let me down." <laughs> He's like, "I was hoping to have a con off." <laughs> yeah. In my own brain. <laughs> like the three people that They're, have actually talked to me about this show are like, right. I feel like I'm having conversations with you guys. Yeah. But it's in my own head. Right. It's, it's, it's like, I feel like I'm there, but I'm not. It's so weird, it but really I love it. It really does feel like that. Yeah, that's what I love about this show. Because <laughs> anybody could just chime in whenever the hell they want about whatever, and it fits right in. <laughs> But uh, anyways, so as far as cons for me, is it Con Town or Contropolis? It's more like Conville. Ooh, hmm. I mean, well, baby, you, you guys said a lot of the stuff about this film that is 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 bad, right? You know, like her character is not hundred percent great. You know, mm-hmm. and I have a few cons with the way Fury, his demeanor. Like, I feel like this part he should he should already be pretty hard and pretty badass. Like I Did feel like feel... It's, it's not far enough in the past, and not much has changed for me between the fury we get in. Did the you feel like proper. he should have literally been Samuel L. Jackson from Pulp Fiction? Um, honestly, that's actually like at that first I was like maybe not, but then I started thinking about it like kind of because he does have still, he still... has the ability to swing between goofy in that film and like they have a conversation about quarter powders. You know, that's absolutely ridiculous. And then a guy's head gets blown up. And, like, then that intimidating scene with those dudes in the apartment is really fucking awesome, you know? Mm-hmm. But then he shifts between being the guy in charge of the room, and then, then the dude comes in, the cleaner comes in, to, and they're wearing his fucking <laughs> clothes and, the, and everything else. And now he's knocked down a peg a little cause bit. Because that's what I was expecting. I, yeah. I was really... I mean, if you watch Pulp Fiction right before watching this movie, yeah. you're like, that would be a perfect fury. Yeah, it's true. For the 90s. That time frame, you're right. And that's why, that's kind of what I guess I'm getting at. Like, there's not enough of the intimidating, badass fury. He's kind of fairly. Like, the fury we get in, like, Winter Soldier, where he digs a hole into the ground after the Winter Soldier trying to kill him, that fury survives anything despite his lack of superpowers. He's just resourceful, very clever, resourceful, and always four to five steps ahead of everyone. I'm not certain he was that far ahead of anyone in this film. And if he was, they didn't really lead, let the audience know that right. the way they should have. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. They could have done a reveal like that in the film, and I would have been like, oh, yeah, okay, that's Fury. But they never really kind of paid that off. you know. And then again, I like the eye scratch by the Flurkin being like... Where he loses his eye because yeah. it's funny to me. I think I think like funny payoffs after like years of like not knowing a thing. I think that's funny. Yeah. Most people are like he lost it like with a grenade or in like some battle in Budapest or some bullshit. Whatever. Like all these theories are abound. And like the cat and the fact that they did it like like in Hot Tub Time Machine where the guy loses his arm and they're trying to figure out when it was and he's like his arms in the elevator. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Oh man. Oh or he's my juggling, god. Juggling chainsaws doesn't happen there. Like oh man. So oh. And that's where so like, lame, in this film they kind of so use that same thing where it's like he keeps how's your eye that's ah, fine they're like ah, oh, it's fine that one like the first time you see the that ice pack on his eye yeah it's like oh this is it yeah yeah oh no no yeah. it's not but then there's it's like very four. much the hot tub time machine arm it's very well done that is so true and i uh yeah i i just think 
I'm okay with that part of it, and I'm okay with some of his reactions and stuff, but it just seems a bit too much of him being like a lighthearted fury that we're yeah. not yeah. used to. And no one no one doesn't like the version of Fury we have. No one's ever gone, I wish he was less of a hard ass. You know, everyone's like, that's fucking Fury. I'm cool with that. Yeah. No, that's him. He is the most intimidating. I have my eye on you guy. He's got a bunch of good one funny liner jokes. They're in there. You know, that's what we need, but it seemed a bit less it seemed like a bit less in control. And maybe this was a good fit for him to to learn how to be more in control to be the director, but at the end of yeah. the day it just didn't seem right. But it's weird because <laughs> he's basically saying like I was about to retire before you showed up. Right. And it makes <laughs> like, more sense. It would make yeah. more sense if it was a recasting and there was a younger guy playing him pretending to be a Sam Jackson Fury, like a younger actor instead of de aging. But it was Sam. He knows yeah. this character. This yeah. character was him in the comics before he brought it to life. You know, like he's always been Fury since the nineties. So Mm-hmm. To me, that I, I was a little disappointed by that. Um, I was also a little kind of annoyed about the the Veers thing, like the name bullshit. Like they're fucking like incredibly intelligent, super powered <laughs> beings with tech, <laughs> and they're like having to consult with the supreme intelligence being who can pull the image of her actual, her actual person, who she doesn't remember at all until later and they still found a broken dog tag that looks broken missing letters and like that's got to be her name <laughs> like I, well no i don't think they didn't know that they could have just I made think, up a whole different name entirely and not even had that illusion at all i think <laughs> i feel like that was just a way to connect oh yeah here's how we got the name but i think they fully intentionally realized we're not going to call her a real name we don't want her to figure out who she really is we just need to call her something else Oh yeah, I saw this dog tag. Said I've said burrs. I've watched this right. movie like four times with my wife. Like she she enjoys this movie and Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. one and two. Like she really likes the cosmic phase yeah. of these movies a lot. And this one especially is one we put on just if she's like, let's watch like a fun Marvel movie. Yeah. You know, it's like, all right, we'll, we'll put that on. And <laughs> nope, every single me. time they get the Veers thing, she keeps going, why are they calling her Veers? Like she forgets every time? She's like she forgets like every time. I just think it's she's, like, she's never it's me, it's fully like, paying attention to it. It feels I'm like just lazy like, writing to me. That's what it feels like. Yeah, and I'm like, think of another way. Yeah, I can see that. Like it's her dog yeah. tag. They found the, the back end of it. She's like, why didn't they call her Vers? I was like, it's a good point. Because <laughs> Vers sounds dumber than Veers. Yeah, but it's like, if they are reading English, it's literally going to be Vers. Right. <laughs> I'm like, it's a good point. You say it every time, and I never write it down, but I did today. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. her con is, why don't they call her Vers? Vers, yeah. Yep. It's not spelled V-I-E-R-S. It's not. It's or V-E-R-S. Yeah, it's... it's- Verse or verse. There's no E at the end. Either way, absolute waste of time for them to be hiding her background origin as best they can to keep her away from remembering who she was and keep that part of her buried and like even basically sub part of her memory with uh, a scroll instead of um, uh, Yon Rog. 
being the one to shoot the doctor there and her, you know, like I think, yeah. they, I think they kind of, you know, they fuck with their mind a lot. Why put that in there at all? It yeah. just seems like typical villain stumbling stupidity of like that one thing they didn't do that fucking connected everything. <laughs> Idiots. But, uh, I digress. Um, I did like his character and I was really, I was really drawn into the idea that he's going to be Marvel, and they even had the name Marvel in it. And they're like, psych. It's not her. It's an epic. <laughs> I was like, she's not him. You're I was not, I was excited talk. to see Jude Law be Marvel too. I was like, yeah. Oh boy. I mean, they, they put him into that 100%. But I will, I do like that they did all these twists. Now, the problem with these yeah. twists is we have no fucking idea where they're going. And they could have written anything at all if they're going to do that and done any story. Because it's a whole new take on her origin. <laughs> and they rebooted everything. They were basically story. like, what's uh, Dark Phoenix trying to do? Oh, gonna write that stop. in. Yeah, let's gonna get that, write that in. No, no, no. Let's hurry the fuck up. Hurry it up. Get it out. Get it out. Get it out. <laughs> We're gonna <laughs> bury X Men. <laughs> Can't do it anymore. X Men's like they released their movie. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Aliens that shapeshift. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Cosmic space power. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, <laughs> Not again. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so then uh, I don't know. Yeah, you read. The outfit thing was weird for me. It was very Terminator, oh, <laughs> which I know there was that. a pull on it. But also, like, I feel like it was funny because a guy was wearing a, a similar outfit, but she ended up stealing it off a dummy on the fucking yeah. the thing. It really, they really should have made that guy end up in like a tank top and boxer shorts in the back of a building. You mean the boxers aspect. with the hearts on them? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They should have really hit that yeah. guy. He was a sexist douchebag. It should have been the baggy boxers with the hearts yeah. and him running out in a. Right, white, white tank top. Either. Like she appeared, uh, yeah, she appears on top. Earth Terminator esque. You know, she's at a timeline back in the nineties. Appears out of nowhere, fish out of water. Sees a guy wearing a like you know leather outfit, glasses, and the shit. I was like, oh, she's gonna take his clothes, and then I'm like, oh, she took the mannequin's clothes. What a letdown. Should have beat that guy's ass. <laughs> um, the tesseract in a lunchbox has to be discussed. <laughs> WTF? We talked about it. I already mentioned this in a previous episode about Thor in a Norwegian lunchbox shoved into a wooden wall. What the fuck? This is like an incredibly powerful time stone that it isn't um, sealed very well, but it's very fucking bright. Like, I've put a flashlight in a lunchbox as a kid. The lunchboxes are all lined with lead. They're not. And that's a goddamn (laughs) 80s, 90s I'm going to ask a follow-up question to you. I had a Pac-Man one that was identical I want to ask you this question, Paul. Yeah. What else do you put it in? A bag. A black bag, and then inside the box. So the bright blue glowing object isn't shooting out of every nook and cranny of the barely But remember, box. Paul. Saying, where, where was that remember, black Paul, bag at? Right. Until you open, Until you open it, that light doesn't activate. No, it we discussed does. this. Yeah, it's like it a refrigerator all the time. There's no <laughs> switch on the tesseract. It's like a fridge. You open the door, then the light comes on. It's that's, not on all the time. That's clearly right. the logic. I don't want to be the one to break this to you, but there's a switch involved in that scenario. <laughs> there is. <laughs> the I just said not that all the time. There is. Yeah, the tesseract doesn't have a switch. The fridge does. You don't <laughs> the know that. Tesseract just. Is sentient at that point. Either way, okay? it's, a, it's a weird way to handle a piece of tech like that. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, I get that. It's improvising, but it's well, also 
It's you, improvising? You agree with this during Captain America but, because you're like, uh, it dropped through the whole fucking plane. <laughs> like, but <laughs> it was just you. Once it was activated. <laughs> it was just recently activated. But it's which also. Which is what I said, yeah. We, they just used it, but. It's also just giving that nostalgia factor of the Fonz. Yeah. Where else are you going to do that at? Hmm. Yeah. Let's put it in a lunchbox. Yeah. I'll give it that. Um, uh, needless to say, when man. I saw this movie the first time, I did not care that they put it in a lunchbox. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yay! I thought it was funny, and then I was like, God, another... I just kept thinking of the you know, Norwegian lunchbox and, and Captain America, so I was like, damn it again. <laughs> that thing barely... Never mind. I'm not going I give up. Um, it was it was dormant at the time. I mean, look how look how Fury's transporting it when the teaser scene with Loki where he's playing Selwig and he opens this like closed sealed briefcase. That's how what? you carry the Tesseract. Like it's the nuclear bomb. It's just a this lunchbox was in the 90s. from 2000. It's not a foam thing with wires. They didn't have it. anything else. They transported it in a freaking flurgan. Yeah, that makes sense. That yeah, makes the Florkin's stomach is obviously like another dimension or some shit. Like, like he eats people. It's <laughs> <laughs> a cat. Just saying. That's <coughs> yeah, what that, they had at the time. That part was more believable. The lunchbox, not so much. But yeah, I'm trying to remember. Um, I had a couple other ones that were pretty annoying in the film, but I don't know. I can't how, remember. How do the scrolls create clothes? Oh. That wasn't so much the one. Well, it, that kind of ties into the one that I did have. This scroll's dead on the thing, and the, the scientist is talking about like it makes sense that the organs are out of place and shit. But he's like, it's not even carbon. He's not a carbon-based life form. I found that very strange. Like yeah. he's an element we don't even fucking know. And I was like, is that real? Like, according to our scientists and space, like you and I are basically stardust. Like the elements that exist that we've discovered. Maybe we haven't found one or two that are whatever, but carbon's pretty fucking up there on the top to the top of the list. It's like what six, <laughs> you know? Like so, it's like it's prevalent, pre- or prevalent. It's all over the place, and it's and everything we've ever discovered. It's on the moon. It's on shit from Mars. It's like it's yeah. the basis of all physical. I life. I fully expected it to be more like Men in Black, where it's like, and then you feel here, and then move this, and did you notice anything? It's like. No, totally normal. They're like, none of those things are there. And none of those organs are <laughs> yeah. there. Like, this thing is totally different than right. you and me. <laughs> that made sense. Him having like four livers or something, whatever. But like the idea that he tells us it's not carbon. I, I guess, guess it's sort of like that. elusive that the shape-shifting Look, tech. But I'll, carbon would be it, that thing too. Well, you don't know that. It's an alien that can shape-shift and change into anything. Right. So... You don't know what mater- like what um, mineral, what material would be needed to do that. So, and if you've listened to our Zack Snyder's Justice League pod, it can't get Lois Lane pregnant. Moving on. <laughs> Maybe I believe that more than I would believe that it's not carbon. <laughs> I just find it strange because of science, like science. There's a lot of movies that you're like, oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, there's shape-shifting fucking aliens. We don't have that ability. <laughs> and if you haven't met aliens, period, or aliens that do this shit. I get that. But the idea that, like, our scientists have established for a long, long, long time that the idea of even if there were aliens, they would be carbon-based because of the idea of how 
atoms and stuff work, like how that shit works. Like physics in Jupiter is the same as physics here. Like like the makeup of the sun is the same gases that we have here. You know, it's not like there's weird different elements and shit that exist in the sun. You know, they're the same elements they've discovered. Well, one thing you need to, or in the context of this film, um, well, one, it's a different universe, different planet, or no, same universe, different planet, different God knows what. Right, I mean, two, they've, they've mapped us. Two, you also have to think, if you look at the tech compared... It can't be that far so, away, because like, the they're looking Cree for a light-speed engine, right? That's, yeah, that tech well, hasn't functionally worked to get them away yet, so the tech they're using to travel within this thing is, yeah, they're using some, like, warp... Like, you know, the hex jump warp They're things. jumping through the hex portals, yeah. but, like, they're not traveling faster than light speeds, which means they can't travel to the other side of the fucking universe. They're still within this galaxy. No, but they also are on a ship. still fucking huge. They're on a ship that can turn completely invisible. Perfectly invisible. Perfectly right. invisible. And dodge. So, but Tony Stark had that same tech on one of his planes in Spider-Man, so. Yeah, this is also 20 years before that. Right. So you have to I'm, think. Well, they're advanced. Yeah. They, these aliens have way more advanced <laughs> technology in the 90s than I humans know do. I get that. But I'm just saying that part isn't. I don't. I guess the term, the phrase for me, I guess it's not negotiable to change an element. Like it would still be. Like all that tech, all the weapons were still be made of some similar metal. Maybe it's a different type of metal, but it's all based out of alloys that are all identifiable. Maybe it's I mean, mostly hydrogen. Right. Like, for example, Tony oxygen, nickel. When you say that, but then you're also, we are. it's also believable in that Iron Man, he creates an element. So you also right. have to throw that into the factor of... Right, that's true. Oh, if yeah. Tony Stark He's can create an element, if he can create an element or synthesize an element... What yeah. can these aliens with way superior technology do? Anything they want. <laughs> Moving well, on. To be fair, I don't think they're doing that. They just exist as that. That's their yeah. physical makeup. Tony Same. invented some shit so he could keep a couple pieces of metal from stabbing him in the heart. Very yeah. well. Uh, it tastes like coconut. That's a good point. He did create a new element. They did establish that in the MCU that elements are creatable. Um, that's kind of weird, too. Do we not? Maybe Did that's that the common? element they're made out of. <laughs> what are you making? What did you call it? Uh, oh, crap. I can't remember the name of the element. Because you replaced palladium. Uh, vibranium? I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, that's, that's not it. That's not it. <laughs> but that was going to save some time if he, already, if he had bribe, vibranium. <laughs> he was like, adamantium? Yeah. <laughs> it's adamantium, guys. It's yeah. fine. Unobtainium? Unobtainium. Unobtainium. <laughs> oh, sorry. Avatar. That's Avatar. <laughs> What, a, what an on-the-nose name. We're lo- that's lazy writing right there <laughs> at its finest. All right, Bob. How many more cons do you have? I think I'm good because I don't really remember anything crazy. Really? Um, you love yeah, this movie that much that you only have like four? Well, I didn't write anything down. Well, no. So you and I had a lot more than we normally do. If I would watched this that's last true. night and taken notes, I might have more probably because there's a lot in it. I remember... Seeing a lot. I kept being focused on the lunchbox. I remember like more than that. <laughs> writing mine down and like just thinking in my head that Paul's gonna be proud of me. I, I was a, very I proud have of you. a couple. I was very proud of you. I was like, I have a couple good ones. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. Based on your reaction to him ranking it and then comparing it to Thor and, and Hulk, you're like, 
<laughs> like, if you're gonna like not like this film, you've got to have problems, and those are <laughs> manifested in cons. You know, <laughs> yeah. you find those problems and exploit them. In this so episode. now that we've talked about all of our misses, yeah, let's get into let's get into some happy stuff. Do you guys have any favorite characters or scenes? <laughs> Um, Ryan's like, ah, I kind of glaze over after the first ten minutes, and then I jump yeah. right I in. Do. I'm going to go ahead and call end. Talos right now. He's my favorite. Dang, Dang it! You lose, <laughs> <do>, assholes! <laughs> oh, don't worry. I've got a couple in the bank. We fucking took Alfred and shoved him up Batman's ass last episode, and then took both of them with him. Well, actually, last episode was Thor. Yeah, I mean, like... The last in one the recorded. Yeah, weird, sorry, confusing everyone because it's past, so fresh. present, future. Yeah, yeah. Snyder cut. I mean, yeah. I'll take. Uh, I'll take Nick Fury. Damn it! Now I, gotta, <laughs> <laughs> now I gotta go with my third choice. Okay, Paul, you start. You already picked the <laughs> obvious, Talos. Yeah. So Talos, for me, is like the only character who kind of. St- I mean, despite. I don't say this as a con because I think it's a quirk and funny that he gets an Australian accent, even though he's not from Australia as an alien. Like that's his natural cadence. It's, it's a perfect Australian <laughs> accent. It's like the first <laughs> time I've ever heard his real voice. But it's voice. Ben Mendelssohn's actual accent. That's where he's yeah. Australian. That's how he speaks. You normally hear him with like sort of like an American accent with a lisp and it doesn't kind of, it's still good. Like he still has a good American accent in other films, yeah. like in Ready Player One and, um, uh, like Star Wars and stuff, but he's a uh, in like Rogue One. He's pretty good, but like he's typically the villain, which is really epic casting for him to put this in because everyone assumes right out of the gate, oh that sounds like that's Ben Mendelsohn. He's got to be the fucking villain, right? And then everyone's like, oh comic books, fucking scrolls are the villains. Holy shit! Like you know, so it, it made sense. It made for a really good plot twist. And then like the way he reacts, and like I like him because he's in this like massive amount of prosthetic makeup for who he is as Talos in his regular form. And then that scene with him and they show up on the ship and he's not there for the fucking speed engine. He's there first for his family mm-hmm. and yeah. all the other refugees. And you see in that moment, like he puts his head against his daughter's head and his Gosh. wife. And he like, that moment was like, so super. Good. yeah, it was really good for me. Like it reminded me of, uh, it sounds like a really weird poll. I'm going to age myself. And if Bud's listening to this, he's going to fucking, really tag me for being old <laughs> but there's a movie called enemy mind does anybody know this film enemy mind it's called enemy mind it's really old i was not born then you definitely weren't born yet this is an 80s film starring dennis quaid and lou gossett jr where they're like star fighters on rival sides of like an alien war and they both mm. get like shot down i think you shoot each other down and they land both land on like this hostile planet Ironically, that's kind of like Australia, where everything can fucking kill you. So it's and, like behind enemy lines, but they're well, it's like enemy both yeah. coming down together. Well, it's not. Yeah, it's it's yeah. They just both land on a, a planet that they're both unfamiliar with. They just happen to be where their their ships land, and they have no one coming to rescue them. So if they survive in the wild of this crazy fucking well, planet, I love enemies the concept. and rivals, and they become best friends because they're forced to learn about each other. And it, what it did at the time was deal with, like, race relations because Dennis Quaid plays the white guy who's an Earthling and Lou Gossett Jr. plays the alien Wait. who's a black dude. And they dealt with Wait a indirect Dennis race Quaid's relations. Wait Dennis white? Yeah, Dennis Quaid's kind of white. He's more tan <laughs> than white, but yeah, he's in the sun a lot. On, on but, the spectrum, what it is. But the idea that this film, I, I really do think 
honestly should go on a list for a rewatch because I don't know if it holds up well because of Ryan's got a lot of CGI problems with it because it's a lot of space. Stuff. So it sounds like we should watch like the last Starfighter and then that movie. Yeah, and, it's like, a good. Um, it's to me, Flight it's, of the Navigator. I think of it as more of like a like again, it, it deals with some very serious shit indirectly in a way that they could get away with it without being like an on the nose who the actors really are thing. Like it's uh, you know, but the idea is at the end of the film, his character. These aliens, oddly, strangely, a uh, reproduce asexually. They don't reproduce with like what like humans, earthlings do. So he dies, and his child gets raised by Dennis Quaid's character, if you will, right? Because they're best friends, and he takes he basically adopts this kid um, towards the end of the film. But there's like this sort of hmm. like it reminded me of that kind of like relationship when he sees this little alien kid. It just kind of reminded me of that film, and it was very well done. I mean, in my opinion, I don't enemy. Enemy mine, mine? M I N E. Like the enemy is mine, but like, gotcha. Yeah, gonna write it down. It's yeah, write that shit down. It's good. Uh, but anyway, I do like Talos for that. I love his comic timing. It's very good. He's got a lot of really good yeah. jokes. And you know, the why would I want to be a, <laughs> a file cabinet? <laughs> like, so good. but he's very he's very uh, he fits into the MCU very well for me. Like, he fits into, like, the Guardians of the Galaxy cosmic joke stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and you see him later in Spider-Man as a callback when he's Fury again. He's just <laughs> barely in control of the situation, but he's fucking hilarious. And, it's uh, so good. I got this. I got this. But he says things. The thing I do have a slight con with him, but I just kind of, like, because he's so I like him so much, I kind of let it go. Yeah, Australian accent has a lot of American slang colloquial and things he drops in to stuff like even in the spider-man one one of the biggest ones for me was he says uh plans got a little off the rails a little well, they bit. mentioned that but, whenever he takes people over they have part of their memories yeah he too. is their memories yeah so, but at the end of the day it's like in doing so you would keep them in stuff. his like regular conversation he's not being like it doesn't sound like something fury would say it sounds like something he would say having spent a bunch of time on earth like things got off the rails a little, yeah. <laughs> you know. Like, like Fury when, <laughs> like when he took over that surfer girl. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's true. Like they do adopt. I would assume after, like being tons of people, like you would just adopt a lot of the mannerisms and take on their quirks. Yeah, I think he had the best of all of them. So, but yeah, and I like how he connects to Fury in a way that like continues on through in the MCU. I like that he's not a one-off, they kill him in the end of this film character. I like that he keeps coming back and they're going to use him in the future. I think it's very important. Because what they did do with this film, with the plot twist of flipping the Kree and the Skrulls, they didn't talk about the Super Skrulls, which is still a possibility for them to still utilize in Secret Invasion. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, the whole point of Secret mm-hmm. Invasion in the comics is that they, in- inter- they like become... I like that. All these heroes, and no one fucking can tell them apart from each other. Yeah. And they adopt the superpowers, but it's a specific kind of scroll that can do this. Not every scroll can adopt powers. They can adopt image, but they can't adopt abilities. But these scrolls can. And the idea of maybe they're like rival faction of scrolls is, is an interesting thing I want to see them do. And I see, I want to see Talos Real kind of like deal that. with that shit and have to, have to be the you know, liaison in that scenario. And I think that'd be kind of a cool fit for him. So yeah, good character for me. Noise. Noise. <laughs> Noise. All right, Ryan. You picked Fury. You go second. 
We're well, still trying to think who he's going to be. <laughs> no, I figured out. The we had the flirting. Well, got it. After uh, <laughs> after Talos, <laughs> the only logical person to pick was Fury. He was the only person that had any positive, fun reinforcement to him. Oh, um, kiddies. But <laughs> I I think it was fun seeing this side of Nick Fury. Um, typically, what we get is. A, ooh, burps. Um, <laughs> get a lot of burps from Fury, I guess. Like a stoic, just Cassie problems. Hard guy <laughs> that is not. He's not one to really go into personal stuff. He's yeah. all about business, all about the mission. Very secretive. Very yeah. Very secretive. Very compartmentalized. So to see this side of Fury was really cool. Um. He was the comic relief, and there was a lot of stuff that he said that I thought was funny. Um, some of it I thought was a little too much, but mm-hmm. one of my favorite lines that he has is <laughs> with the pinball machine and with a little girl or a little boy. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Yeah. I think it was a little girl. Um, yeah, it was his little girl, I think, his daughter. It's a little Talos. Yeah. Is talking about her, or pointing at her high score on the pinball machine. He responds with, "Well, if I had the same pinball machine for six years, and that's all I had to play with. I'd have a high. I, excuse me, I'd have some high scores too." <laughs> yeah, I'm like, nice. nice. I like it. But yeah, dick move, Fury. I like it. I uh, <coughs> I liked him. It it was really refreshing to see a different side of Fury. I wish it, I. And I think the hard thing, and we hit on it earlier, is we're so used to one aspect of who he is. Like yeah. he's a very, I'm not gonna say one dimensional, but no, I mean like, his comic. You know, his jokes are so good, but it feels like he's the only one allowed to tell the jokes. Yeah, you know Whereas what you're getting when you're when you're talking about Nick Fury, and this was very different, uh, which I really liked. So, yeah, all in all, I thought. He was great, and it was really funny, and I think the funniest thing to see is, and you really only see it when he's with the cat, or with the flurgan. It's <laughs> He's this hard guy, mm-hmm. nobody calls me Nick, nobody calls me this, Nobody. it's yeah. always Fury. Yeah. But then when he's with this cat, he's like a normal, mm-hmm. um, he's like a normal cat lady. Yeah, he's like a uh, cat lady. Who loves her cat. So. <laughs> he's like, I'm, I'll be back. I'll be back to, for more scratches. Yeah, yeah. And the cat's like, whatever, it's fine. I'll find a corner in the like hallway. If, yeah. Like if the cat like like destroys a bunch of bad guys, he's like, I'm picking you up now. <laughs> like he's yeah. like afraid he's like afraid to I'm picking you up now. <laughs> yeah. So I think his character was great because Brie Larson and Carol Danvers was just I guess it balanced it out, balanced it out, because she was just kind of straight faced and boring. I think, you're, I think you're right. It bounced it out, bounced it out. <laughs> you were no. right. Yeah, but she was that was not straight faced and boring and one dimensional. There wasn't a whole lot about her. But then bringing him in, <laughs> and maybe he tried to use humor too much in the movie. But I feel like it bounced it, uh, bounced the relationship between those two. <laughs> Because those are two of the primary characters in the movie. But always like 
I think it applied a lot in her flashback scenes that she was a hell of a lot more fun. <laughs> she was yeah. at this base oh, sure. and at this bar doing karaoke and joking around and everything. But like, she didn't remember how to be that person. Right. Which is weird. Yep. So, well, and I think it plays. Last thing I'm going to say, and I think the the scene that really shows the difference difference between the two is when they're in the bar and they're talking for the first time. And she's asking him all the questions about how she how is she going to know he's not a scroll? Yeah. And then her response is to blow up a jukebox. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, "Okay, that's great." But what does that do for me? Like, how does that? She's do like, anything "A scroll can't do me? that. Like, a scroll can't do that." that. He goes, "How Why? am I supposed to know what a scroll can do?" Basically. <laughs> um, so. Um, yep. For me, I mean, my initial two choices were your two choices. Sorry. Obviously. What happens <laughs> when you get to pick I mean, Batman in all the Batman movies? <laughs> I only pick Batman and, and Batman Begins. Okay. <laughs> Even Batman Forever, I didn't pick Batman. True. Who'd you pick in Justice League? Justice League. Picked I Batman and Alfred. Picked mostly Alfred. And Batman. No, no, he picked Batman and then brought Alfred in, and I went, son of a bitch, because I was going to do Alfred. <laughs> you're like, they're the same person. And I couldn't argue with that. And I was like, that's true. They're yeah, always Paul's together, like, holding I hands, picked, drinking Paul's drinks. Like, Paul's like, I picked Alfred and Batman. You picked Batman and Alfred. No. Damn it. I didn't pick Batman. I did not pick Batman. <laughs> I was, you should have. I liked Alfred because he humiliated Batman often, and it was great. <laughs> well... Who did you pick for this movie? Well, I was originally going to pick those two. Yep. yep. And then I had to readjust. Um, I actually really do like Jude Law in this movie. Yeah, that's good. Young Rock. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's definitely my third pick, but yeah, I always know I have to be ready to go three deep on these uh, recordings. Yeah. um so who is it it's jude law oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) sorry that joke erased his memory temporary memory (laughs) ryan's like can you bleep out any of that no all right we'll leave it it. in there not staying in that's awesome Um, what i really do like jude law in this movie though like most movies i see jude law in i've pretty much picking him i'm like oh yeah i like him in he tends to do a mentor role character very well yeah he just he controls the scenes that he's in so well that you're like whatever character you're playing villain hero somewhere in the middle like you buy into what he's doing yeah and i really did like the way that they built his character because they tried to make you think he was the Marvel or Marvel yeah, Marvel yeah. character and make you think that he was the reason that she had her powers mm-hmm. and that he was trying to help her control those powers. And then he was also trying to be that friend. Like he's like, I can't tell you everything, but I can tell you, this is what I can tell you over this recorded line. Yeah. And, um, these are the things that I can help you with, and you got to stick to my plan because I'm trying to protect you. He was playing 
that character very well. It was well written because of the idea that, like, despite that we find out it's him attempting to control her, it's yeah. not bad advice, though. No, it's not. Like, it right. is helping her. Right. And it is helping her when she eventually gets her powers fully. Like, not to go nuts and just shoot everybody. Like, she's yeah. preparing for powers she knows that are inhibited a little bit. Down to the point where you get to the end of the movie and he's found out. You realize that he was more of a villain. And he still is trying to get her to think on that level that he's been trying to semi-brainwash her for. Or mm-hmm. not semi, Actually. literally brainwashing her for. And he's like, I always told you that like when you could defeat me without your powers and without your like yeah. this emotion... That that's when you'd be ready, and he's not entirely Fairly wrong, wrong. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like for her to have those powers, and like we we're saying, getting ready for Endgame, it's like she's going to be coming into this battle, and we just got off of Infinity War. Spoiler alert: mm-hmm. Chris Pratt's Star Lord gets overcome with emotion and headbutts Thanos. Yeah, ruining and everyone dies. Everyone. One of his dad figures threatened to uh, so, like, game, the other going one to Mark Ruffalo's inter- so... interview. Oh, he and everyone dies. Everyone have, dies. <laughs> he never had parents. But his it's one of those things where if she's not in control of it in some nature, it could be catastrophic. Right? It could. Mm-hmm. So I like that he's at the end of the movie. He's not necessarily. 100% the villain. He's not one he's not even 50% the hero, but he's he's a weird gray area where like she's sending him off and he's like I can't go back empty-handed. Like just let if he had if he had one more line to be like let me stay here for your sequel and <laughs> <laughs> and Captain let Marvel me too, let me help you, you know, with this new level. But she sends him back off to go back to the supreme intelligence or whatever and he's going back empty-handed or and she's like no you have this message that i'm coming for oh here's a question i have and this might this should have been in the cons area i was about to say i might have one too based on this whole thing so yeah keep going now might be what you're saying when when you say going back to the supreme intelligence did she not destroy or did she just destroy her version of yeah. the supreme intelligence i think it just purged her from her mind and i think that's what i'm her. taking it in as yeah. it's like it's like we were saying with edge of tomorrow where there's all these tentacles yeah. coming out and it's like there's this one that you can take out but there's still all these other branches yeah. that are going to these other people yeah well, there's, and like, other of them in different parts of the world. She took control of the portion of it that was trying to control her. Yeah. Okay. But I do like his character a lot <clears throat> because he really does, you know, help her learn how to control herself pretty well. Ultimately, he's a villain in this specific story. Yeah. But. Well, I mean, I, when you think about it, he's trying to get her to control it. So that he can, so that he can use it. Right. He's trying to use her for his 
greater good. Because right. he's ultimately Cree. He believes in what the Cree believe. Yeah. And it's it's a lot deeper character than you think it is. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. especially on an uh, initial the, watch. Well, there's that whole scenario where like it's that whole thing happens in the beginning and it kind of makes sense and you're kind of still figuring out who's what and what's what. But then the reveal at the end when he's like sitting there in the dirt and he's telling her, he's basically repeating the same thing that he said before, mm-hmm. but it's more desperate now because he wants to try to fight her without her powers because he'll get his ass kicked now. Yeah. The part that's strange is he doesn't have powers, right? He relies on those gadgets. And like at what point from when that original beach scene where the crash site the Tesseract, where she gets her powers to, like, there's a piece missing we still don't know that hopefully they may go back and, re- like, go into a little bit in yeah. Captain Marvel 2. That gap for me is missing, and it's, I think, it's significant to her origin because there's a part where she gets the powers and she gets the inhibitor chip. Uh, how do they know how to use that? that? It's like that. the same thing from, like, Yeah, Hulk like, and, how did they know what I mean, what Thor she's... Ragnarok, where he gets that chip in his hip back and... It makes it sound like they know what she's fully capable of. Despite the fact that she's a brand new thing, right? Like, they didn't have access to the Tesseract for any other anything. And then here she is shooting this engine, and then the Tesseract blows up, and she gets blasted with all this stuff. And she's a human being, not a Kree, not a scroll. And uh, the fact that she survives that, and they're like, all of a sudden, they know... Everything about her, how to suppress it, and he knows how to control that power and like, how to did get they her to really control know? the power. Seems like a bit of a stretch a little bit, like when you think about it, like when he's not powered up at all. Mm-hmm. If he had powers, weaker version or similar set, if they all had some sort of superpowers, yeah. it would have made more sense. Yeah. But they're all Kree, but like just kind of like regular mercenary, like Navy SEAL Kree, not like yeah. Avengers levels Kree, you know? Right. Yeah, it's not like they knew she would be able to fly through every freaking layer of a ship. But that's the problem. Like, like there was a point where she was using these powers because they didn't just kidnap her and shove a chip on her neck. They must have seen her use yeah. them and possibly fly and other shit. But they allow her to like, shoot photon beams. <laughs> that seems weird. <laughs> it's beneficial to their missions. Yeah. Yeah. So here's some guns and also photon beams. So before <laughs> we go into beer... We usually talk about the favorite, favorite scene scenes. as well. <laughs> Ryan's like, eh. <laughs> he's like, I got like maybe one, half a one, half a. Scene. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Do you want I, me to go first to um, jog the memory? No, I guess if I'm gonna pick a scene, it's gonna be. Uh, when she goes into space and she's fighting all of the ships and Smashing up Ronin's destroying ship. all the Ronin's mm. fleet in, in that. That's a good choice. I, I think that's just a great scene. It's what we want and what we expect out of Marvel movies is great action. As much as some people are like, oh, that seems so fucking overpowered. You're like, have you read a fucking Marvel comic? Yeah. <laughs> no, but then, like, but then, Jesus, she does But that's shit. why I also love that scene. Like, when she flies through the ship, and it's just like opening her arms up, like making snow angels in space <laughs> yeah. and letting ships fly into her chest. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. It shows how powerful she is. And 
at that moment, once you see that scene and what she's capable of, that's when you realize, oh yeah, this is why that pager is a big deal. Yeah. And why he's yeah. very hesitant to press the trigger yeah. until he's like, I need it, someone it, that will annihilate It better be shit. a big deal. Yeah. But not only that, I think that scene's Nuking great because... Two cities. Yeah. You see Ronan and then that dude behind him. That dude behind him's like, he's probably pooping out rabbit turds Who right now. Who is yeah. that? I have no idea, but you could tell he's <laughs> terrified. I can't remember off the top of my head who he is. Um, Do they pop back up? I don't think. Maybe. I don't know. That's your only and, favorite scene? Uh, I mean, I don't have a whole lot of favorite scenes. I like have a bunch a of nugget scenes that I like a lot. Yeah, there's some but stuff like... that are that's good. But I think that scene's really cool because, and for all of you CGI or you visual effects artists, I think the visual effects on her when she's flying in space and fighting and all this stuff look great. Yeah. Just not when she's skydiving. Yeah. Just that one Just scene. that one scene. Ryan's The one like most realistic scenario. They fucked that up. But the part yeah. where she's flying through spaceships and busting up things and yeah. throwing photon blades. That stuff like, works. That's it makes sense. It makes sense for us to know what that's going to look like, but not falling from a plane that people do yeah. every day. Just <laughs> put her in the freaking costume and throw her out of a plane. She'll be fine. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this, that scene, everyone's got to, like, that, people have that on Instagram and TikTok videos of people blowing up ships in space, but skydiving, no one's ever seen that in a film. There's no comparison, no reference notes. No, I agree with you. I, I like that scene a lot. I think yep. it's very good that establishment of, like, this is a springboard into where we're going to go. Because you're going to need that. We've all just seen Infinity War and we're like, the stakes are fucking high. People are dead. Yep. People are blipped. What the fuck? How do we do this? Well, and then when you have that, you have a round two, you're going to need... Like a, like a Captain Marvel in your corner. Well, and to that point, we know she's powerful. We know she can do a lot of stuff. Yeah. But that's the first time you see, like, oh. oh film, it She translates. can just Superman fly through ships and yeah. blow them up and yeah. catch missiles and turn them around. Mm. Or just punch the shit out of them and yeah. each other. She also hit one just like a firework hitting Iron Man. In Iron Man 2. Yeah. It like yeah. hits her and she's like, it's like the exact frame for frame just going in a different direction because yeah. she's flying up and gets hit and yeah. like Iron Man's falling out of that plane for no reason. Yeah. Jumping out of a plane with a jet suit on. <laughs> yep. Still never makes sense. But, <laughs> and it just concludes with her punching her palm and things exploding everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. If only she I, had made that Wonder Woman X. Here's the great. one of the issues, and <laughs> speaking necessary collateral damage. Speaking to physics, <laughs> I don't fully understand her powers and what she can do. Like she's shown that she can superheat stuff, she can power things, she can do all this stuff, but yet she can also wear a leather jacket and be fully on a fire, fire or whatever that is. Well, yeah, and this she's, jacket call it, uh, does not just. What is it? There's a phrase for it in the comics. I think she it's goes, called comic book logic. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a phrase within the comic book logic where she goes uh, binary. So she's oh, yeah, got, no. but yeah, establishes the idea that she's fully in control of every aspect of her every single atom, atoms in her makeup, and to molecule. regard like where she can, like appear to be ter- perfectly normal and control and be like regular human body temperature, which is you know? how I thought. No, she I get that. Blip can I'm, boil water. And I'm just speaking to. The leather jacket. 
in the end. What's wrong with the leather jacket? Why does she need it? Looks How cool. does it not freaking burn up? Oh, you mean like in space? Yeah. Well, none of these space, burn up, but or freeze while she's or freeze or do anything. What the heck? What are the properties of that jacket? I don't know. Whatever. Um, it must have been the cow that was nearby when the Tesseract exploded. It was a <laughs> CGI <laughs> cow. Was she wearing it during the explosion? I can't remember. <laughs> I agree with you on that. That does make sense in retro. <laughs> Paul's like, you're right. It survived a ketchup stain, so it can survive anything, I guess. Uh, it can survive the which you want deep to go temperatures to and pressure of space. <laughs> Oh god! <laughs> it survived a ketchup stain. <laughs> it can survive anything. That makes sense to me. Have you seen what it does to certain clothes? Ketchups are relentless. <laughs> okay, so I have two favorite scenes for two different reasons. My ultimate favorite scene of the entire movie is probably Nick Fury doing the tape to get the fingerprint. Oh, so and, yeah. and gets she just the door, blows the door handle off. And then the very next scene, she just yeah. blows it off blows with a photon up. blast. Oh, yeah. And he's like, you got me messing around you with saw tape? Me, you saw me play with tape? And she's like, I didn't want to steal your thunder. <laughs> like, <coughs> it is so well, good. Well, my immediate and thought is, about that, I love that scene. And I'm not taking it away. And I didn't put it on my con list specifically for why you like it. <laughs> but I do remember watching it going, she showed him that she blew up a jukebox. Like... <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was. He his first thought would have been blow up the lock with your fist, your, your fiery fists. <laughs> well, it it's just one of those things where I remember seeing the um the MythBusters episode where they were basically basing it off of National Treasure. Yeah, and all Can the stuff that, that he tape? does to like yeah. get the fingerprint and to like figure out how to get down the hall. Were, yeah, and it just took me right into that frame of mind where it was like. Oh, yeah, I know that that works because I've seen it work for real. I've seen somebody take the fingerprint with a piece of tape and open a door. And the fact that it was Nick Fury being like, well, I guess I can figure this out. And then her letting him do it. Yeah. To the point where she was like, well, he has an idea. Well, I thought like... I could blast my way out of here. Right, obviously. But he's got an idea. I'm going to see where he's going with it. I thought that was the concept... Until that follow-up where she blows the door lock and he's like, you have me messing with tape? I thought he was doing that on purpose because he wanted to feel useful. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, he was like, I can do this. I don't need special powers to get out of a room. But he didn't. He, like, did it thinking, I'm helping us get out of this room because we have no other option. And she's just shooting doors open. Yeah. And he's like, damn it. But I was I, like, I, well, yeah, I, how did he forget the about the jukebox? <laughs> that, that was one of the scenes that had him being my favorite character. No, no, no. I don't want to take it away. I don't want to diminish it. I liked it a lot. You're right. Like, if I had picked him as my favorite character. Yeah, but you're, that's you're a allowed scene. To. And he's not. Yeah. We talked about this. Yeah, Ryan took him. So, you're screwed. Um, he's my but favorite. my other favorite scene is you're a little... You can both have him. It's a little bit of a mix match because it takes... The span of a couple scenes. So it's like the whole movie. No, no, no. No, no, no. Literally. (laughs) The whole middle act. Literally the... The whole part where Ryan didn't have a con. (laughs) Snippet from Blockbuster that gives you the nostalgia moment. Yeah. Of the true lies and the right stuff. (sighs) I think even Jurassic Park is slightly visible. Um, We've already discussed it. Like Just the fact that Blockbuster is in this movie is great. Yeah. Yeah. And then 
the security guard <laughs> sending her to Radio Shack yep. is beautiful. So good. Fantastic. And then the third place she hits is an internet cafe. Yep. With Altavis, this shirt. Or Netscape. Just, it's Netscape, right? It's Netscape. Nets, it was Netscape, I think. Yeah. Um, was it a different one? Well, the search was AltaVista. It was Netscape well, was the browser she was But the using, browser was Netscape, Netscape right? has a search yeah. function. Like, had one. Just those three things combined. Just saw. They were so close together. It was just, like, three yeah. perfect 90s references. Yep. That I was like, sold. You're in the 90s. <laughs> like, yeah. it's perfect. I love everything it about like, it. Mid-90s. Some people would probably argue it was too much. I don't agree with that. I think it was I think it, I think everything was subtle enough. It was yeah. like, it was you're in Blockbuster, which is huge. Enough. And then it's like, True Lies, which is like, mid-90s. Yeah. And then it's Radio Shack. Another is, bold. Like, which is, I mean, there were no, like gadget app like apple or t-mobile stores to get all your headsets no. and all your your phone charges and shit was that radio was radio shack, shack. it was it a was catch-all radio electronics shack. shit you can the only times, cars you can afford yeah the only times i ever went to radio shack was when i needed a phone charger that i could use in my car yeah <laughs> i was like i remember please tell me you have yeah, a charger well, that works on a the day, Nextel. every phone had their own specific charger yeah. And you couldn't just well, share them. Back in the day of this film, phones didn't fucking exist. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so phones. And then in they between. Did. There were car phones. In between huge. all of that. I think you maybe have, the StarTac was around there. Little flip phone, original flip phone. Yeah. In between all of that, you have the Game Boy with the payphone, like everything just paying off. Yeah. It was literally my entire Beautiful. childhood. And three scenes. Yeah, and man, I you put those together into like a little... All of those. There's like a little... Chart. I think even a Smashing Pumpkins poster. Just I was like, oh... Throw a battering in there. Sadness. Ooh. As long That's as it's good. a Batman Forever battering. Yeah. <laughs> I meant... I think I meant to mention on our... Or maybe I did. How the Batman symbol in uh, Justice League just looks like a very overweight I, I thought bat. you did. There's a whole yeah. bit Wait, in our I couldn't our remember if we talked about, about it. But now that you say that, you say the, the classic, but, I was like, Well, here's yeah, the thing. This is terrible. It's, it's funny you say that because I was just thinking about that. His Batarang does not match his symbol. So in case you're just tuning in. Or, or his we, brand. We are recording this yeah. right after first takes number three. Well, his brand so go back. His brand the check it out. It is a batarang. It heats up the batarang and hits him in the chest with it. It's the same shape as the batarang. No, it's, uh, no, I think they're a little bit different. Are they? I have to look into that. Oh, All Paul? I know is those are two different things. This is a Captain Marvel movie, though. Which There's like Paul. Yeah, What's your well. favorite scene <laughs> Captain Marvel? What's trying to interrupt no. us to bring us back? No, let's keep going. All right, batarang. <laughs> You're bringing back season one. Let's just let's just Into get to the point where two. Wit's just, just really upset. Wit's just really upset because there wasn't a Batman Forever VHS tape in that scene. Okay, that's he's real. He's really that would out. have made this movie jump an entire tier. He's pissed. No. They would have been sitting right next. We'll to get Lies. there. <laughs> there would have been more copies of True Lies probably than that movie. Anyway, yep. uh, <laughs> so you're saying that Batman Forever would have been rented. More than True Lies? No. No, I meant... Batman Forever would only Available copies, have... like... There would have been, like, six, like... There would have been two. Dust copies of the, you know, of Batman Forever, and then a whole wall of True Lies. 
Oh. You know how bad Blockbuster yeah. worked? Man, really hitting on Blockbuster. Back in the day when they had a whole wall full of one movie. I think the last movie that I went to Blockbuster Golly. for, and I remember being like, there's a whole wall, yeah, and none of them are here. And then the guy like brought one back and placed it in was yep. like minority report. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. wow. Because you didn't see it, you went, you went to the area right by the drop well, there's off. There's a bunch of like, them. Do I see yeah. any of them? In my, in my, it's just like Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks up in New York where there was like one in every fucking corner. So it's like, ah, oh, shit, we gotta go to, we were in, Latham doesn't have it. What about Loudonville? Ah, fuck, we gotta go to Clifton Park. Son of a bitch. <laughs> And my, we'd just be trying to find this film this all over the place. Check the <laughs> wall, like, check call, the drop-off. You're calling. Nope. You're like calling the store. You're like, do you guys have <laughs> Jurassic Park? Who is it? Ju- the Lost World. China, or is it, uh, Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, John Mulaney has a bit about that where he calls. And Adam's guys, family and, values. He's trying to find Adam's family values, and the guy thinks he's an old Asian woman. <laughs> he's like, listen, lady. He's like, I was offended. Not as a child. But as a proud Asian woman, <laughs> the disrespect. That all being said, my favorite scene. Paul, <laughs> your favorite scene. Uh, I don't know, I have a couple because, like, I don't have like any. Like, it's okay Ryan's is good. Couple. I really like the the reveal Talos scene because he just is himself in it. He's done fucking around and like is super casual, just drinking some soda. <laughs> like, <laughs> and he's just trying to like lower their like. Their guard. It's clearly a Seven Eleven. And, and he's trying to be cool. He's like, "Look, we're we're gonna be whatever." And then they look outside. And <laughs> get Rambo as a clone talking to her daughter. He's like, "I had to take precautions." <laughs> like he's just he's like, "Okay, that's yeah, the last he's like, one." He got me on that one, right? I just like any scene where he's just just comic relief stuff. That's really good. Mm-hmm. But uh, I also liked. Um, I kind of liked that intro scene where they show up on the that planet to go do their little mission where mm. they're all unsuited up. And that's when we thought, you know, Kree were cool and nice. And they have like a Navy SEAL squad. And they I was about, the water I was and come about to say they're like the She's Navy SEALs in the Mohawk. space. Yeah, Space SEALs. Space but, uh, SEALs. Space SEALs. Yeah. Hashtag Space SEALs. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I like, that's exactly I like that what they are. Though. They really are. I mean, and I like when that you, they when were. You first see her like space mohawk. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You see her mohawk for the first time, and that, and you're like, oh, cool. Like trying to be true to the oh, comics. Cool. And the functionality of that helmet is totally terrible. It's Still not helpful at all. No. <laughs> her hair sticking Why out. I leave a slit open for your half your mohawk to come out. Yeah. Where's the rest of your hair? It's inside that helmet. Ooh, well, is that gonna protect you? Nope. No. Well, in the comics, also... I had a mohawk. <laughs> yeah. So they need a reason. Cool. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. But yeah. Cool. And also, it did look pretty good. Really good. I did like the. Um. What the hell was it? The scene with the tesseract exploding was kind of cool looking. When, like, well, when it wasn't the tesseract. It, wasn't well, it was the light. It was speed the light speed engine. engine. The engine. Just the engine. But that causes the Tesseract to activate and give her powers. But to your point, it is really cool. When she shoots it, it like the bullet hits yeah. and it all shoots yeah, the whole right scene out is, of that the CGI bullet in hole. scene is out of control. And oh, it's like it's really fantastic. Uh, it's great there. Yeah. Not in skydiving scene. Yeah, you gotta 
they got a budget, man. You got to put money where it's needed. People see yeah. people jump out of planes all the time. People don't always see light yeah, speed engines blowing we've up. We've talked about this. Slow mo. No one jumped out of that plane in that scene. <laughs> yeah, it fell. Valid. Yeah. Valid. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I like I like when they do those really good origin setups and it's like mm-hmm. detailed and focused. I was slightly disappointed that it was the Tesseract again. But I mean, it does feel like the Tesseract gets the most use out of any of this time. The it's also the main one that's on Earth. So. But it's also like the one yeah. that kind of is more believable. Like this magic box that glows is more believable than like a floaty red crap that's in the uh, thing. You got to oh, stab we'll, somebody. We'll get, get, it get out. there. That doesn't. A floaty any, red mist. Yeah. It's basically just like floaty cocaine that she inhales. Like it's a stone. It's a. It's too much. It's too much. We'll get there. Uh, <laughs> too many jokes, I gotta say, for that episode. Too many. <laughs> we gotta make it there. Yeah. We need to get to the beer, yeah. though. That's it? Yeah, that's enough. I mean, there's a lot of little teeny guys. Like, her, the scene with the suit was cool, even though it's far-fetched for a child to figure out alien tech. But the idea that they, like, reveal her suit, and it's the suit she's already fucking wearing. Because you're like, when's she going to wear the cool suit? And you're like, oh, she's already, she's already wearing the suit. Yeah, that was kind of cool, like, having it... Like, I like the idea of her having the one suit and then having it change based on the right. pattern that you pick. I do not like that the 11-year-old is able to, like... Yeah. I'll just, well, like I was saying, like... I'll just scrub it until it's to be perfectly like, I know these what I'm three doing, colors. But if you look at the image of the arm it's just a color palette she's pressing and moving around it but it does seem like she's controlling all the accents and pieces of it separately it would have been better it doesn't seem to have that feature on the arm screen yeah it would have been better if she had like pointed to it and said like oh since we're on the best team and then she just yeah. takes her right hand from the pointer move over to the panel that she knows yes. how to control she goes da 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 what do you think about this and yeah. then the girl's like thumbs uh, I did, uh, but she started doing it, and then was like, "You try, you try alien tech." And she's like, "I got it." <laughs> it I'm going to crush retarded. it. She's yeah. like, "Not only am I going to crush it, I'm going to give you all five of your top views." Yeah. Also, Here we go. Dupe. Anytime doop, that floor grenade shit, I loved it. Just aliens, tentacles, eating shit, gone. Everyone's freaking the fuck out. Amazing. Oh, yeah. I love that. It was so good. Because it, it like reminded me of like, like. Rocket, like there's like fucking animals that are out there that look like human aliens that ain't alien aliens. <laughs> That's <laughs> true, know? yeah. Like it's got to be. I'm wouldn't be far. I wouldn't be a stretch to connect that creature to something within Rocket's origin when you we because there's he was talking about James going to reference the idea that they're going to put a little they're going to get into Rocket's origin possibly in three. I like Guardians that. three. Let's hope so. Yeah, I really want to see his backstory and the Florkins. Right. For that matter. So we've covered our favorites. Continue on into beer. Let's do beer. Do it. Ryan brought us a new creature comforts brew. Any fans will from the earlier episodes will know that we are hella <laughs> obsessed with creature comforts. Earlier episodes. <laughs> any, any every episode. Any episode. We haven't referenced them. Like, and like as obsessively in a while, half an episode. <laughs> we typically will reference them briefly, but we spent a lot of time on them. Like the first, like I don't know, seven episodes, including some of our solo or our prequels, <laughs> where Brian wasn't even there. Creature covered, creature covered, Tropicelli, Tropicelli. It's like, are That's we even true. drinking that one? No, this one sucks. But Tropicelli's good. Just remember no. that. 
Ryan got us a Creature Comforts Inoculus. 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 And for those who are watching on the camera, oh, that's where we don't have one. Uh, the color scheme of this is green and black, and it matches the Cree kind of uniform thing, which is kind of cool. Kind of. And there's a disco ball, which is also in Marvel's um, laboratory, I believe. Yeah, yeah so it's a disco ball. I mean, look. Here to be honest, most of the episodes we try to match what we're drinking to the episode. And then other times we stretch the shit out of what it is to fit, because we want to. Which is what's happening yeah, this right is, now. This is that yeah. moment. This is that moment. But I'll give well, you this. When this you brought a, in... You pulled this out of left field. We didn't know you were bringing this at first. Yeah. We were really going to have to try fucking hard with the other ones. Well, here's the, the two. The two you just, drinks... You just the, happen to see things that you're like, I, I think that'll be good. Yeah, get it. Close enough. <laughs> the color Wit, pattern Wit, alone. Wit will find a way yeah. to link Vikings, it to dwarves, something. Close enough. <laughs> Disco ball. I will. Close enough. I will do two things every episode. Try to link the drinks to the movie and defend cons. and try to defend the cons. Yeah, I saw that coming. Well, give it three. <laughs> and the third thing will be try to match the T-shirt that the co-hosts are wearing. Right. <laughs> Your third is. Or before the Marvel series is try to think of connections to each and every episode and thirteen different movies we could do. Oh, I could each do episode. I could do that all day. Mm-hmm. I know you could. I sit down and have these conversations with Ryan. Oh, day. Like, yeah. He sits there and he goes, "What do you think about this movie?" I was like, "Oh, yeah, that always makes me think of this movie or this movie or this movie." And Did he we goes, do that? "Dang it!" Like after like the third one, he finally just goes. I didn't. I didn't think of it that way. Like yeah. he follows me for the first two, and then he's just like, Dude, "There's a part of this oh, episode shit. where I pulled enemy mine out of my ass." <laughs> I wrote That's it down. why we are friends, with. <laughs> it's right here. We On have my the same channel of like that reminds me of some obscure shit that an actor was in 150 years ago. That is why this podcast exists. <laughs> yeah. So this beer, creature comforts, innocuous. Who wants to talk first about it? Because it's pretty great. It's not. It's, it's good. Damn good. It's very good. I've I'm starting to have it. a lot of Who's faith next? in that Tritonium <laughs> one we haven't brought to the table yet that I bought. No, this into my fridge. Brian's tasty. like, it's an IPA. It's good. It's from Creature Comforts. It's good. <laughs> I drank a lot it of bourbon. Great. It's fine. It's good. <laughs> Two thumbs up. Get it. If you see it, pick it up. Drink it. Enjoy it. Have fun with it. Get more of it. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's it. It seems like I, there's more in there. I taste <laughs> a lot of pine in this one. Is it because of the green? No. It's like pine trees? No. <laughs> you could rip the label off of it and I would taste the pine. That's true. It does smell like a like an evergreen tree a little bit. Because we've had a couple of like beers. Like an air freshener. I can taste it. We've had a couple of beers that have said like it has it. the pine notes to it. And you're like, yeah. that's fucking orange. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, that's mostly. They write guava. that on the label, and they're wrong. Yeah, they're like, "You'll taste pine." You're like, "If I read this first, if yes. I drank it in the woods and some fell in my drink, yeah." <laughs> but um, I'm tasting a lot of that though. It's like that pine scent, that woodiness mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, I like that. This is an IPA that is not just trying so hard with citrus. Yeah. It's like 
It's like, there, can we make another beer that doesn't taste like Tropicali? And like, yeah, let's try pine trees. It's like, okay. yeah, just take the orange and guava and all mm. the fruit out of it. Yeah. Let's take all the fruit out. This is just okay. Tropicalia without the fruit, probably. <laughs> like, so there are three different hops in this. Let me hold on. Continue talking just to so that we can figure it out. Double check out. my math. <laughs> no, so far you're at three. You're doing great. <laughs> it's a very high number. Three minus one equals. <laughs> no, you're gonna give up. <laughs> I, I can't stretch it anymore. It's two. The answer is two. <laughs> no, I no, was I so, was gonna go into like a times four divided by three. Ah, what are those? No, no, Square no, so root, I, like an equation. I was just you're making sure. <laughs> I was just double checking the hops for it. So you've got Citra hops, Chinook, and Vic Secret. Yeah, and if you look at the flavor profile for. One of these three hops, mm. it, the first word that comes up is piney. Chinook? Well, you yeah. know what I yeah. didn't do? Because citra, citra, obviously, you can Citrus. guess what the flavor you're getting out of those. Big secret implies mm. dirt. Underwear? Like I don't really dirt? get that one. What's the, what's the, Earthy? the, what's Earthy? the notes from Vic Secret? <laughs> Just curious. Bold, big. Expensive. <laughs> but no, I'm proud of myself for getting that flavor. Somewhat see-through. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Before yeah, I mean, it's true. Ryan Google. You can see through this beer. Good point. It's not very hazy. Oh, <laughs> But no, it it is a good beer. Chinook it's a good like an American word that yeah. would probably imply like Outdoors and woods or some shit. I don't know. I'm not Native American. It's very I can't say that. piney. Yes, we've established the pines. Earth e. Yep. Also, not super citrusy, but there's like enough. You were saying, there's like you, you were taste. saying, like you were saying with the Jeffersons, it has that little bit of lemon to it. Yeah, I feel like this is on that same vein. It it's not super orangey. It's it tastes not like grapefruit. Super... Does it taste grapefruit to you? Yeah, yeah. almost grapefruit or lemon or a like, little bit of a I blend. I have a problem with grapefruit because it looks fucking delicious, but to me it's awful. You, it's a abomination. I have It looks like a giant fucking tasty flavor. orange. And then it's like, like, just me? kidding, I'm so fucking sour and annoying, you're not going to like me. Would you like me to read the flavor profile? Do it. Are we right? It has a predominantly spicy and piney characteristic that transfer through it uh, <sighs> into like the flavor that. and aroma. Chinook also contributes bright grapefruit notes. Ah, two for two, motherfucker. That accentuate its clean bitterness. Aroma equals fruity, piney, spicy, and similar to Cascade. Okay. You know what? I feel like Paul and I just crushed that. Yeah, we nailed that one. We throw this. I'm like apart. a proud father right now. But I'm the youngest. So I'm like a. I'm Ryan's like a proud younger. <laughs> He's got his leg crossed over, and he's like, you know what? These guys. You boys, you take over this flavor profile. I already yeah. know the answer. <laughs> not that I'm not picking up on these things, but you're saying these words, and I'm like, oh, I like this. Let me, let me, let me, let me check the cheat sheet on their website, Ooh. and you got the answer. He's like, right. <laughs> while you talk about that, I will take a sip of Jefferson Ocean <laughs> yeah. to make sure that I 
see the difference between the ocean <laughs> and the cognac. No, yeah, the ocean and the... Uh, I'm not going to do that right now. You know, a little surf and turf? <laughs> little, little, maybe a little, little later. Forest in the ocean? No, maybe a little earlier. Earlier? <laughs> nice. <laughs> see what it is there. All right. We only have two more categories if we usually do. Right. So recasting, precasting, rebooting. Again, this is Marvel. We're probably not really going to do that. I would. Well, we've already discussed Brie. You discussed Brie Larson already. I was about to say. That's probably the only one we can really do. And I mentioned a good option. Because all of them are already established kind of characters. I was about to say, like, who who did you think would be cast as this character before Brie Larson was? I was about to say, why don't we do Captain Marvel and we'll do Talos because he's a character that probably could have been anyone because that character is so unique that we didn't know what to expect. You know what I mean? I think I think we really just go with Captain Marvel. Like, who do you think could have we got two. carried <laughs> this into I've it? got look, I've got one for each of those. For Talos, you could have you could have brought a Hemsworth brother in. Could have done Liam Hemsworth for ah, Talos. Ooh. You could have done it. It would have been fine. It would have worked. You would have got that sex appeal for the ladies. They would have come in to watch the movie. There you go. Well, okay. the only thing with that is the age frame like i don't think he's, it's okay i like talos as a slightly older I, general i, I got see that i yes. got my two I, still got my two I got my two but i could see the merits of like having something like that being a role like that but it, yeah especially if maybe you're like they're establishing him as a younger general because it's taking place at like her origin and mm-hmm. then if like talos is like a companion i think i think uh, a luke, ally he'll a be luke old Hensworth. as fuck by the time this shit happens mm-hmm. you what Luke Hemsworth being Talos and also being the actor in Thor. Yeah, but like literally the same character. Like he he's plays cameo a better over there. actor that plays Probably. Thor than actually playing Thor than actually playing that character as well. Would have been great. Be very confusing. There's Would've a lot of webs weaving there. I really want to make that confusing. <laughs> Anyways, I'd be alright with The it. other I'm suggestion I have for Captain Marvel, and I mentioned it earlier, but I'm gonna say it again, would be Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt would be great. She, I couldn't think of anybody other than her that can do it better. I was thinking about this when I watched it. I'm, I remembered someone, and I couldn't remember who it is now. All of a sudden, that was pretty decent. Like I like Emily Blunt, but I'm really, I don't know if you guys are, but I'm a huge like push. I'm putting it like a like vibes out for Fantastic Four with her and John Krasinski. Her is Sue Storm, so much. and him is is Mister Fantastic. I cannot wait because there's like, if let's put it this way, if the Justice League Zack Snyder thing happened because of fans, then that needs casting needs to happen because of fans. It's been happening. Oh yeah, they've been pushing that for decades. Even John's like, I'd do it. He wanted to be Captain America, and they would let him. And then he's like, Can I do this role? And the fans are like, You fucking can do this role. <laughs> yes, you may do it now. But do it. Who was it? I'm trying to think of who the hell i was thinking of it was it wasn't like somebody like a ronda rousey it was somebody who was like like better equipped to handle being serious the acting and... on this a level of this character because it it feels like the way that brie larson portrays it it doesn't require a, she feels like she's physically imposing she feels like she's a she, teenager her, well her like her role itself her powers are based on the, the the idea that like she doesn't have to be physically 
a beast to be superpowered. She has the superpowers that are like insane. They're like, you know, she controls photon beams, you know. She doesn't have to be a bodybuilder to do that. Right. She's a pretty small statured person. She could be basically anybody. She feels like she's a teenager that got sent to space camp. A little bit, yeah. I mean, it's like... Also, I forgot to mention this. Realizing runs in that scene when she's like running through the... The scroll ship, it feels like her knees are attached to each other. Did you ever notice that? Yeah. She runs a little odd. No, I noticed that. Like, you she can't run full a... speed when you're, like, when she's running barefoot, like, her, her knees are kind of, like, locked together and her, her bottom half of her legs move, and but her top half of her legs don't. I noticed that. It was really weird. Very weird. Hmm. I've seen to rewatch it. I've seen unathletic girls run that way, and I was really like, how are they not falling over? And that's why I'm like, weird. That's like, how are your knees run like that? attached? You'll see it next time you watch it. You're Do not it gonna be able, you're not gonna be able to unsee that <laughs> that scene. But oh Christ, I want to say it was there's like young actresses now that would be able to pull it off pretty well. Wrong pipe. Wrong pipe. <laughs> I don't know, I'll think of it. Do you do you have any other options in your head? Because like maybe if you say some I'll for Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um, I know that when. I watched this movie. I thought of Game of Thrones a lot for some reason, mm-hmm. and I, I'm probably going to pronounce her name wrong. Lena Headley. Lena Headley. Yeah, she's Lena Headley. She, Lena. Yeah, uh, Hetty, I think her name is. But she's she's awesome. Yeah, she's been in a ton of. Stuff. I mean, she's in she 300. was the, she was the queen in 300. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, she's also okay. like the main bad, like the vet, the big bad in Dread. So you're in Dread? Yes. Ooh, she's like, she's yes. insane in that movie. But also, Game of Thrones. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She has been... I could see her as a superhero, over, like a powered superhero character. I don't know. If, I feel like it, if for this version, she needed to be youngish. But like, right, right, right. Little, yeah. Like, I mean, when she was doing 300, maybe, or like just around then. Yeah. 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 I, I, think, I think that's where... Now. I think that's where I end up at. I'm like, when she was in 300, maybe, um, okay, help me find her. Um, I'm here. Let's do this. From Watchmen. Uh, I'm talking about Bosworth. Kate Bosworth? No, that's the other girl. No, uh, no, no, no. From Heartbreak Kid. I know what you're talking uh, about. I know you're something talking about. Or? Uh, I know exactly who it is. Um, I feel like... Uh, she plays the character that's in love with the owl. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. It's uh, like Maya something or Mia something. You guys both have your phones out. You ah uh, crap! I went to the ministry. One of you has to go to Watchmen and then uh, pick the person. Uh, Malin Ackerman. Yeah, she plays Laurie yeah. Jupiter. I feel like she could have been a really Actually, good. Actually, her. Well, it's no, funny because yeah, uh, Carla. Good. Uh, Guigino, the girl who plays her mom in the older version, who's in like uh, since Spy City. Kids. Yes, the mom from Spy Kids. When she was younger, would have been awesome Ooh, in this role. Yes. Uh, yeah, I could see her as that character. Thinking of like a younger version of uh, that Kate. first one. Uh, say the name again. Read it. Read it. Uh, Malin Ackerman. Malin. 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 Why did Malin? I think I can't Mia. remember her name. Get it's wrong. First, it's wrong. You get the first letter right. Uh, <laughs> it's wrong. It yeah, sounds right. Wrong, bro. But a 
So, and this is mainly coming from the underworld um, experiences, Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. With just, if you wanted a character who would come in and just, like, kick ass, she would be that character. Yeah. Hell yeah. Or she would be the actress. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I always consider her and um, uh, Evangeline Lilly as, like, almost (laughs) the same actress. That That would be a good one. When um, I like when I saw her as the elf in The Hobbit, I was like, "Is that Kate? Oh, so, so like they're what like, was they the other the recasting? Roles. You were saying Talos? Yeah, I think that, Russell Crowe would be a fun. He Talos. would have been good. Is it the accent? Yeah, <laughs> it's not just the accent. It's <laughs> it's. I think Paul Hogan would have been great. Ooh, <laughs> so good. No, <laughs> Russell Crowe. I feel like he could have carried the <laughs> scene properly. Like, I mean, especially um, Wolverine. I, I mean, Jude Law could have played that same role, though. <laughs> no. Wolverine. He's like, dig it! Hugh You're right. You're wrong. You're right. You're wrong. I can't do it. Well, it's just, it, it's a, it could have easily been cast by a bunch of different people. But, like, oh, Russell yeah. Crowe. Because of the virtue of the fact that we don't. Russell Crowe could have given, he could have given you the depth into that whole, like, yeah. Uh, the aliens dead on the table, and he's yeah. bringing you in. He would have created an entirely different character. He wouldn't have just been playing himself. Yeah, but here's your issue: he's already in the DCEU. Yeah, he's Superman's dad, bro. So, what does that matter? He's Superman. Christian dad. Bale is going to be in Thor four, and I don't care. He's not in the DCEU, though. Yeah, that technically doesn't even count. <laughs> He's only the most prominent Batman since Keaton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but remember that time that they universe. like didn't use him and they replaced him with Ben Affleck because they thought that was a great idea back then? Yeah. Well, they tried to get Bale for that. And he said, fuck off. He was like, nah. He said, I said I was doing a trilogy, not yeah. a universe. He also said that if yeah. Robin was involved, he was out. Right. And they were and like, then, well, technically he's not involved. He's yeah, already Zach dead. Zack Snyder goes, good, he's dead. <laughs> He was like, no. And then fucking killed him. <laughs> not doing it. He didn't even get a camera. He was like, no. Not doing <laughs> they it. They didn't even cast one. They didn't even, they even put that. They didn't even give him a head. <laughs> dead. You're dead. <laughs> oh, God. But now, <laughs> I can't breathe. I was thinking <coughs> Russell Crowe. I had another one, but I lost it. So maybe I mean, it'll pop back up. I mean, he's Jesus. he's been on a movie we've done before. You could just go with Gerard Butler. Yeah, Jerry. That's so easy. <laughs> yeah. Well. But Jerry's not in the MCU, right? No. Or DCEU. No. He's in the Snyderverse because he's Leonidas, but. Wow. Well, yeah. Kind of counts. But. Not really. I love, I love the Hemsworth idea. Yeah, you like <laughs> yeah. that? He said that and I was like, dang it, that's a great idea. It, it would make bring sense. all honestly, three of them in there. Honestly, though, like, Luke. Because like Luke's Luke's turn in, in uh, Game of they're not Game of Thrones, uh, uh, West Westworld, Westworld, phenomenal, yeah, absolutely phenomenal, and he's old enough to like yeah. pull that grizzled general thing. He's I like agree. a grizzled security he would guard be good. slash robot in fucking uh, Westeros, Westworld. Which is why I went to Russell Crowe. I was like, yeah, eh, I, work. I mean, you, you did go for the oldest person on this spectrum. When Anthony Hopkins. Like, yeah. Well, okay. Okay. Well, you done. You know what? Nope, Daniel Day Lewis. 
Hey, so that man can do literally anything. Actually, uh, and be I successful. Said, I'd like to point out that I said Paul Hogan, who is the age of what Russell Crowe is now, back when he was doing Crocodile Dundee when this movie came out. So he's probably like seventy something now. <laughs> so Paul's have, like, maybe I older. win. Maybe I win. The oldest Australian I picked. <laughs> We're all just picking like Australian, right? People, like people with accents. Like nobody. English it's because the accent is in the movie. The part that we, the part that's weird they that suck. I like, I call a con is like, why does everyone's like, why does the scroll have an Australian accent? Doesn't make any sense. But we've accepted all of these other aliens with English accents. Every English accent just happens, and no one gives a shit. <laughs> just <laughs> like Ronan. Kind of has almost an English, like a weird European accent. Yeah. Fucking, uh, so many characters have like, like English accents in space. Like, was the late, the, that lady that's the head of the, uh, the sovereign in Guardians of the Galaxy 2? Posh oh, yeah, English yeah, yeah. accent. Um, she's from Tenet. Yeah, yeah. She plays a girl in Tenet, yeah. Uh, I can't think of it. I can't even remember her name in the movie other than Queen of the Sovereign. <laughs> Queen of the Sovereign. I know it's not her character name, but I'm guessing. It's um Elizabeth. Honestly, having seen Huh? Elizabeth DeBecky? Yeah, it makes sense. DeBecky, yeah. Sounds right. Yeah. Sounds right. But I keep thinking of uh Christoph Waltz or Christoph Waltz. Waltz being Talos. Be great. I just don't. He's not physical. No, I can't imagine Christoph Waltz picking up Nick Fury and kneeing him in the chest. But then again, that's why previous to this movie, I couldn't see Ben Mendelsohn doing that either. He doesn't physically do things too much in movies either. Yeah, but it is believable enough. Oh God, Ryan, do not destroy the podcast table yeah, this is our... on your way back from the bathroom <laughs> I just destroyed the whole set however that lets us segue into the final category new set yeah. alright speaking of which tier are you going to put Captain Marvel yes. into can you uh, give us a refresher over the tiers because I have no idea what they yeah. are anymore I usually say we you have said this. How many... about Wait, let's back up many. for a second we've done how many episodes of this Iron Order. Three? Four. Four now? Iron Man. Iron, Iron Man. Man 2 together. Yeah. And then we have the tier America. both of those movies, by the way. So that technically counts. Hulk, Thor. So four. We've done so this four. this is... Yeah, Ooh, four. I was right. Every single one, Ryan has said, I have no fucking clue what this tier system is. <laughs> <laughs> I think he just likes me. I think he likes to do them because specifically, like, you define them and then we, like, use that as, like, like a snare yeah. to be like, this is why you can't put Hulk in three. You have to put him in four. <laughs> you know, like, I nope. think he likes it because I wrote them and I wrote them the way that my mind works, which and is you like, guys, nothing's a four. And you guys are <laughs> well, both like, no, those don't work at all. Well, <laughs> if I can say anything, I really have no idea where they are anymore because it's been a few weeks since we've recorded. <laughs> well, so they're easy. about these Marvel movies. Well, okay. Actually, okay. Excuse me. I'm just gonna go for a guess here. All right. Yeah, I want you. Ooh, to, I want you to try to find them. Like one this. incredible. Two yeah. amazing. One is Mary Poppins. Yeah. Practically perfect. Three, practically perfect. Four. No. Really freaking good. Okay. Three is, is that right? You're, you're off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're off by a few tears. That's, I wasn't. 
seeing where you're going I, until I realized what, what four was, and then I was like, that's the only way Wit's going to rate this a four. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So tier one. Gotcha. Oh, man. I'm like interrupting, like, Sorry. no, you screwed that I up. I had to go there. I was like, no, what are the right. four categories I can say that are really close to almost a perfect movie? So think about Sorry. Batman Forever, and then the way I think about it. And Batman then look Forever. up. Oh, no. Look I get up it. And there's other numbers. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Okay. So four is have... just entertaining, but could totally do without in my life. Yeah. yeah. Four was like you could skip it. It's good. Part of the MCU. Do you want me to read them or not? It. Yeah, just a funny. <laughs> you can read. He wanted you. I, yeah, I guess I'll read. You can read them. So, I think I got it. I think I got to rest now. So tier Go one, on. practically perfect. Nobody tier two, know. incredible. Tier three, really good movie. See, but I not have a hard time away. with the distinction between one and two. Okay, so two. Is blown away. Yeah. But not perfect. Yeah, there's some problems, a couple of issues, but it's still a mind blowing film. Like, there's one's mind blowing. I, like, so I can only towers. find three cons. I feel like we have to tie in. Paul like, can only find three cons you, in a tier one. <laughs> I feel like you have to give like a range of Paul cons. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ryan. So, <laughs> to validate these movies. So, so Ryan. down and sent it to you in a share like, list, by the one way. One to three, it is perfect. Four to eight, it's incredible. Okay, Four Ryan. Ryan. Lord of the Rings. Oh, Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah. Practically oh. perfect? Oh, yeah. Tier one. Two Towers. Blown Tier away? Two. Exactly. It's like an incredible movie, right? But it's not perfect? No, I get it. In comparison to the Marvel movies? That's I'm talking towers. about movies Two in towers. general. That's what we were doing. So when you and I really got into this definition thing, I'm trying to jog your memory here, was the Hulk film because I originally put Hulk at a three, but then I remembered his definition of four, which is Can do could without. we skip this film yeah. normally? But then it was like defining it, and I was like, well, now we got to put it into the MCU because this is an MCU season in uh, order. Like We're watching MCU films. So like, oh. could you skip it? I could probably skip. Here's the thing, Hulk. I totally remember what the categories are now and what they mean. <laughs> yeah, you got it. This movie's a three, for sure. A three. Yeah. Totally yeah. for sure. Yeah, I put I put this as a, as Wit would say, a high three. Oh, this is just a hard middle of the road three for you. Yeah, yeah. I put the, it a high three because of all the Nick Fury and all the connections to the other well, stuff. Well, that's why. That's why I put Thor as a high three. That's why it's a three. And not a four is because there's a lot of the Nick Fury stuff. There's a lot of callbacks to yeah. other Marvel stuff. Even thinking of there's the a, new shows there's that a, are, like Wandavision coming in it. out. There's a lot of stuff that this movie does that is important to the universe. However, you could have easily done it in another movie. Yeah, that's why. It's so, I thought <laughs> that. Thor would be closer to a four for me than most movies, or even Thor: The Dark World. Um, but this one started getting really close to a four for <laughs> Why? me. Why? Because you can watch it anywhere. 
you could watch it at the beginning. Yeah. You could watch it in the, in the middle. You could watch it at the right. end. But does it make it irrelevant or more relevant? Because you can fit it anywhere. It's kind of... Well, the problem, the problem was that I have some... I can only watch it in two places, but I feel like it's necessary Based exposition. on my rankings, but we almost need to It's really just exposition. You almost need to reevaluate our rankings and give it on a scale of five. Because if you're like, it's close to this, it's close to this... You probably need to make more of a little more of a distinction of like five. Yeah, maybe it is not necessary. Four, it's like it's not great, but has key story elements that are needed. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then That's three, it's like it's a great because movie. We, keep, we like it. We keep using Thor: Dark World as a like a like a I don't know a barometer for this whole thing. But at the end a, of the day, a, a barometer Thor, for for the worst. Yeah. Well, Thor: yeah. Dark World has a fucking. Uh, power stone it or i mean i'm uh, sorry the um, well, yeah. reality stone in it so, so it's like it has anchors whereas we were trying i was trying to defend my reason for putting hulk in a four is because there's not really many anchors so what you're hulk saying is Thaddeus. there's only one there's movie, no stone in that movie in this in this franchise that would be I considered that. <laughs> i just think now that you say that it makes sense to maybe shift the four to a five. Oh man i'm just kidding i really just wanted to throw that out there to see no we're do. trying to get rid of four entirely and you're trying to add a whole new section <laughs> listen which like as far as i know i wrote these with three in mind and i gave four to you guys because you guys are assholes so well, no, it just it just comes to me when you're saying it's a high this it's a high that i'm like no it's a specific thing like we probably should have thought about this before we no. went into this. Is like no, making li- a little more criteria for it. But no, well, we did. We I, I like that it. We said it to us and we discussed it, but we didn't really. I tear like it that apart. it is ambiguous, and it's like it's <laughs> it's close to this, it's close to that. Like all of these Marvel movies are beneficial to each other. They are not necessary. Like you don't have to be like yeah. I have to watch Captain Marvel. I have to watch Thor. I have to watch Incredible Hulk. <laughs> I have to watch Iron Man 2. Like, as long as you're watching a majority of them, yeah. they are connecting on a level that you're like, okay, there's, it works. There's so many and they're so different that we all aren't going to agree but on this our top one, five, you know, on what is what. Yeah, this one. Oh, I think we'll agree on a top five. Maybe. But I'm just saying, like, in general, like, the reason you, like... XYZ and the reason I like XYZ may not be the same and that's fucking fine. We're all allowed to have different opinions. There's 24 fucking movies. So like the Great. idea of like us going and not and like having to like shove it into a very specific number. I, I like having a it's a high three for me or a low three because mm. Wit doesn't want to say I want to skip this movie because he doesn't want to skip the movie. You know, oh, he doesn't yeah. have to skip Hulk. He likes Hulk, right? There's, He's entitled to that opinion. There's none of them that I really want to skip, but right. there are some of them like, and especially after our conversations, I'm understanding like, yeah, I understand why people want to skip these. All right. And this is one of those where I probably could get close to skipping it, but ultimately it has things that carry over, especially if you watch it, later on yeah like the way that it was released you really want to watch it before you get there because yeah you you almost have to think about it you almost almost have to watch it twice let's think of this way this is how i think of it if i'm going to show these films to my son when he's old enough to watch them all 
like all of them, I'm what am I going to skip? Probably none of them, right? Oh, I would yeah. like him to see oh. all of them his first go through. But to your point, like what I was saying before when we were talking about back in the Hulk episode, where it was like, can you skip Hulk? Because it's kind of like a side quest. Mm-hmm. That's why I was like throwing it away as. You probably could if if you're remembering this story. Just, but I agree with you. You could probably skip this story if you've seen it already. You know what happens. Is it yeah. something you need to rewatch? Like, could yeah. you still get the gist and the whole story of this these these the MCU's arc without this film? Probably yeah. after you've seen it. We what you know, we're watching it all I, because we have to for because we're making ourselves watch it for this show. <laughs> here's what I'm hitting at is. I don't think, and when we think of this universe as a whole, you don't want to skip anything. Mm-hmm. But if you think about, in in the way I look at these, is the rewatch factor of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is the percent chance you're going to rewatch this movie? Yeah. Because we've all seen all of them, God, probably even at the, like, even on the Hulk level. Ah. <laughs> Uh, we've probably seen the this movie at least five to ten times. Yeah, right. right. There's not a single MCU movie the three of us haven't watched more than five times. Exactly, or, or like less than or five less times. than five That's times. What I meant to say. So when you think of when you think of like rating it, I think of what are the what's the chance I'm going to rewatch mm-hmm. it? Yeah. How is it going to get? Is it going to get to the dozens of times or just and like, five times? And what are the movies that I'm going to watch like three or four times before I rewatch this one again? Yeah. Because I have like yeah. seven movies that I'm going to always pick to rewatch before I re- like really go back and rewatch yeah. some of these movies. Yeah. And, and I so- think that's why this settles into that tier three. You know, oh, we yeah. had yeah. a practically perfect movie. Like, even Paul can't find cons in those movies. Like, maybe one or two. Which one? A perfect movie. Like, yeah, which one? Iron Man. <laughs> I define Was the you. first one that you were like, that. I agree with you. <laughs> like, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, you're right. Like, in-game. There's no, a decent Infinity amount War. of MCU films, which is why we are obsessed Ragnarok. With that they're so damn good Winter that even Soldier. the cons make you forget that they're even there. Like, yeah. you forget that Guardians, Guardians exist because the other parts are so fucking phenomenal. Dark Knight. But this is I not, mean, I'll agree with you, this is not a, a, the exposition that's required, to, that's in this film, is what boosts it out of the four territory for me because yeah. it's there. Nick Fury's fucking there. Coulson shows up. Fucking Talos is awesome. Yeah. The fact. She blows some shit up in an awesome way at the end. Yeah, cool. But, like, Ryan had a gap of cons that's kind of a metaphor for this film, right? Like, I remember those scenes as highlights skip. of the film. Well, the pro- but there's a hell of a lot more film that I don't remember because <laughs> it's forgettable. Yeah. And the big thing with this movie is it's called Captain Marvel. You're right. That's a good point. She is the most forgettable character in the movie. Unfortunately. That's yeah. why none of us picked her as our favorite character. That's why like, does we she all fail have talked. 100%? No. No. But you're right. But- She's she not is enough. a boring character for eighty yeah. percent of the movie. Yeah, and yeah. so when you think about it that way, the movie is titled after a main character, and right. we all three picked side characters as our favorite because <laughs> they're much more enjoyable, yeah. convincing. I picked uh, and almost a villain that turned out to be an yeah. ally. <laughs> so 
I picked a straight up villain. He picked the villain. So, <laughs> I picked so the second most. I, I think this just falls <laughs> heavily into tier three. It's yep. a really good movie, yeah. but you're not blown away. Yeah, when you can't be a tier two if your title character is not the best character. Oh, you can't, you can't be. Not. Not and tier four, if anyone's wondering, is I could skip it, but I'm probably going to watch it over some other movies. Yeah, like generically, like when we were talking about taking Hulk out of the MCU, it's fair is better because you like the idea of what it is. As a film standalone, it's a phenomenal shoot 'em up or you know, run around, smash it, like a good action film. There's a lot of good action. The CGI is cool. Like, yeah. It's fun. You don't, it, it delivers on all the things you expect out of Hulk because all he does is smash shit. That's his superpowers, jumping around and breaking shit. It delivers on all those levels. The arc is cool. It leads up to ex- exposing him as, like, you barely see him, then you kind of see him, and then he's. <laughs> and Ferrigno has a great cameo. And Ferrigno's in it. Yeah, it's got a he lot of the hits. the movie. It's got a lot of nostalgia. <laughs> it hits all those notes for a regular film. Yeah. MCU level, it doesn't even have a stone in it. So that's the part that's sad. It's got the super no. soldier serum, which is good, and it connects to Cap that way, but it doesn't connect to the... There's no Tesseract. There's no... There's not even the the floaty reality stuff floating around. That's not I there. think a good the way ether. to think through these, and ju- I guess just to reiterate... This movie's good. It's it does what Marvel sets out to do. Yeah. Um, to create a movie within this universe. Would it make to, more sense if she was using the Power Stone than the Tesseract? There's I, something we should think about. Yeah. Discussing no, these when it comes to the movies <coughs> with the with the specific uh, what you call it the specific um, stones. So like. The Infinity Stones, if they're going to be in a film, how do they land in that film, right? Like, how are they functional? To me, the Space Stone, in its most functionality, when, when let's, let's basically think about how Thanos uses them in Infinity War, yeah. how he's functional using them. He's using that to fucking teleport throughout space. He's using it like a Bifrost, right? Yeah. He's not using yeah, it to shoot I think photons out of his hands. That... He's not using it to lift heavy objects. But I... Th- they're not using they're not using the tesseract in a sense in for its like intention its intentional purposes i mean it's the they're, space they're stone using is what yeah, it's defined they're as. using it based on the power that it wields like each of these have You're ridiculous right. amounts of power bound behind them right that you can use to power things yeah. So that's the aspect they're using. To your point, I get it. It doesn't make... I mean, I guess the only one that does make sense is in Ed Avengers. Is they're using it and it creates create a, a portal, portal space. through space. Exactly. That's what I'm getting at. Like, yeah. most of the major uses of the space bone are moving people throughout space. Yeah. Hence the space stone. But, but I think you're really right. That. Like, the power stone... Is the one that's going yeah. to make her that powerful being. Right. And it's not... Because... The space stone... I haven't touched on this yet because we haven't gotten to this fucking film, but the reality stone is not really used... I mean... Well, we'll get there. The only we'll person that uses that shit is Loki without the power stone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he creates illusions in reality. They're not really doing much of that with that weapon. And that's the part that is odd because when you think of it that way, you should be... These... Stones should be functional within their origin film 
as their power set, right? I mean, if you think about it on that angle, it makes sense that Hydra uses them to fucking just... They're not killing people. They're fucking teleporting them somewhere in space. <laughs> they're just shooting them, and they're going somewhere, <laughs> you know? Maybe that's what actually is happening when they shoot these people. Because he, like, shoots the fucking first Nazi general, and he's, like, not even phased that he's gone. <laughs> but he's gone, right? Like, he's not boots in the ground and sizzling. Mm-hmm. He's fucking gone. So maybe they're not actually killing these people. They're just teleporting somewhere else to space. So that's still staying, staying within its realms. Because we find out later, way later on, when we were all like, what happened to Red Skull? He got fucking teleported to Vormir. You know? And I, I think that's why I'm okay with potentially getting to a tier four with this one. It's like, I mean, she's already seen the, the test racks. You've, <laughs> you've already seen, you know, bits and pieces of these things. And it's like, well, okay, like, you can this, still well, have I'm just trying this to figure out towards the how end. It, well, to the point, in this watch-through, in, in the watch-through we're doing, we haven't seen any of those things yet. Right. So, and in this order... I think it still merits it to be in the three, the way that we're doing it, because it's building that whole the pager. I think no matter the what, Avengers, with the implication. Yeah, there's a lot of threads, like this Easter eggs in this film that connect later on and yeah. pay off later on. I mean, it literally gives a name to the initiative. Yeah, yeah, it's the birth of the initiative of the Avengers. It's nice. So that alone warrants it to be a low three. <laughs> low. <laughs> Low it, three, high three. It, it's that, in three. That moment alone keeps it out of four permanently, period. Like, yeah. you can't put it in four because of that. You cannot yeah. skip it entirely. You can skip your second watch and all the other ones, but not your first. Especially yeah. because of the Nick Fury threads, or, Yeah. ultimately. But I'm just trying to figure out where in this film she uses Space Stone powers as the Tesseract. She doesn't. Lens she breathes in space. She doesn't. I mean, she does travel through space. <laughs> I mean, that's the base form of it, right? Well, she's traveling through space, but that's. She's basically like a better version of the Human Torch. Right. Kind of, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Basically. So, I'm sold. This is stronger. Not entirely wrong. We're <laughs> sold entirely yeah. on what he just said. So now we got to figure out how they're going to. Introduce Fantastic Four. Is it going to be from the fucking Space Stone? Again? <laughs> That's how Human Torch gets his power. Is it related? Uh, we'll find out in Loki. It's but yeah, be, uh, it's going to be something weird. And I think of the that's Disney something Plus we should movies, uh, merit I mean, shows adding on like a like a side discussion. Like we do this tier thing, but we also should probably discuss the the functionality of this the stones within the films coming going forward. Especially after Avengers, which is... Well, Avengers is valuable. Next week. there's two in Avengers, next right? Week. Or next episode. Yep. Mind and... Technically, there's three, but we didn't know that till the till Endgame. What we told... Oh, the... If you did the math in Strange, you did know, oh, but you didn't yeah. know. Because technically, the three at the same that time in New York at their next battle. It's not used in that movie. Right, she's just wearing around her neck like an asshole. Yeah. But... Okay. Not in Avengers. No, but like... Technically, she was, because that's where Hulk goes to find her. And he's looking for Strange, but he's still a surgeon at the time. Yeah, that's true. And she's wearing it. She's not using it to change anything, which is weird. you think she'd be like, hey, guys, let me spin this back a minute, and then we'll throw a nuke up in this shit and call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> she knew that had to be done. 
to yeah. get to the future that then gets that yeah. stone to the past. Which is basically future. connects all of Tony's PSD to this moment. PTSD to this moment. Like it's great. Also, the <laughs> video of uh, the real returning of the stones. <laughs> Hilarious. The one I Fantastic. said. So good. Well, that's to you guys. It's so true. I've discussed so every good. one of those outcomes. <laughs> He's like, no, I need to stab you with this thing. Yeah, come back. Great. I need you to take a nap so I can stab you with this thing. Put in the power stone back. Oh my gosh, this is really hot. <laughs> I can't. Do you have the ball? You the, the little ball? ball? <laughs> the little ball. Oh, yeah. Didn't think about that. <laughs> but no, anyway. this, this has been fun. I mean, I feel like I wasn't in the hot seat the entire time. No. After two episodes in a row. Yeah. Of being like, I Well, this one we kind of all, we're kind of all on the same page about how we feel about this film, which was, you know, tier three for sure. <laughs> but like, we all like, sure. we all like are kind of underwhelmed by her character. I'm, I like the character. I really want this character to do better. I like the idea of her, just not the execution right. of her. I mean, let's put it this way. It's no Wonder Woman 84. It's not that bad. Oh my gosh! It's it's definitely a decent film, <laughs> but but uh, <laughs> Paul's like, let me tame this. I'm trying to be delicate. It doesn't I, I, I opened up the can of Wonder Woman '84. <laughs> I know I did. I just but I, I just want to get out there like like we've established on this this show that we we do like have a affinity and like we respect when they do strong female character leads and. We like the direction of where they're going. We support that concept, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what this character is like. Like when you see it's Captain Marvel, so, it's so close. If you're gonna look at the idea of like she wears a suit that's not uh, like sexually exploitative, like you know she's wearing just a fucking regular suit. She's not discriminated against. There's even a reference to that potentially happening to her at a bar with a dude. You know where they call it the cockpit, like that asshole's in her background. And it's Hate a motivating it. factor for her to be a strong character. But it's but that's the problem. You can't ignore that kind of shit because that shit still happens to girls every fucking day. But the idea that it's used as a motivator for her to be better and destroy that guy, basically, is a thing. So, like, mm-hmm. to me, they didn't fail in ex- expressing or creating a strong female character. They just failed to make her multi-dimensional enough to make her like make this movie fucking crush it yeah yeah that's what i'm getting at yeah they didn't fail where like wonder woman 84 swung the pendulum so far into the man bashing perspective to just touch on a shit that they shouldn't even gone near like and just every fucking dude in the planet's gonna hit on cheetah every second like every one of them's gonna hit on them and they're gonna just disappear when she's beating the shit out of a guy like it's crazy there's too much in that movie yeah, this movie didn't do that shit. It didn't fail there. It just failed in making Brie Larson a standout character or actress yeah. in this role. It it didn't crush it out of the park. It was still a home run. Like I, <laughs> I see Gamora. Like it just we'll talk just, about like Guardians. it just cleared the fences. Nah, right. It's an RBI double, right? Ground, ground rule double, but like. Gamora is a is a physically intimidating female character that's respectable. It's like badass and like strong, and you can believe that she's who she is. She may be a little less dimensional than we like because that's like her character by design. But like, I don't see her character as failing in the same way that I see this other character. She has growth. She does soften when she's got a hard shell. You know, this character is yeah. kind of like I told a few jokes. That's it. 
<laughs> well, <So>. I'm good. <laughs> You're like nailed it. I'm done. Yeah. Um. No, I mean, I think we all agree a lot on this movie. Yeah, it's a fun movie. It's not a movie that's going to blow you away, but it's going to set you up for future adventures yeah. with that character. I'm curious to see if we made the mistake of moving it, but I think we did the right thing. Especially especially using this for Fury, I think it's in the right spot. Yeah, I mean, we see it now, but we haven't hit Avengers and we haven't gotten to Infinity War, so... It may be Let's something be curious where to we... see how we think then. We may talk about We're it We're not going to think again. about it then. <laughs> well, we should bring it up because we did I mean, change the order. We may talk about it again. Like, we maybe like, <laughs> because of the way it was the release order or chronological or whatever yeah. you know we may discuss it again or at I mean, least bring fair, it back she doesn't she doesn't exist in the mcu until the fucking pager which is an end credit scene we're not technically talking about with this order so maybe right. it doesn't fuck anything up for us you know i i think it's in a good spot yeah i think so too that being said next week or next episode yeah following us will be we go into Avengers. Avengers. Oh, the Avengers. We're getting into Team something up. good. <laughs> something tells me I'm We may agree good. so much that our runtime shortens by like an hour. <laughs> yeah, this one, uh, we agreed a lot, but it went to three hours. So, Damn it. That ain't going to happen. Yeah. I did not see that coming at all. I for sure thought this was going to end an hour ago. Did not end. <laughs> yeah. Is evidenced by the time. I think it's because we keep expounding upon the same points that we make, and we yeah. just keep going. Yeah, on. we just so. keep the beer with like the pine notes, like different angles, <laughs> different <laughs> angles of the same points. Yeah, yeah. But no, yeah. this has been fun. Next episode is going to be the Avengers, which is going to be really fun. Special guest. Most likely, have a special guest. Nice. Be on the lookout. Be on the That's listen right. out. But listen out. <laughs> Keep your ear out. Until yeah. then, though, I've been Whit. I've been Paul. And I'm Ryan. I mean. And was... I'm Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Weird that that witted ventriloquism sounded the same. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye.